Greater Southeast Hospital, moved to District Heights until I was 16, then moved to uh, the Glendale Bowie area. Okay, and that's where yeah. you reside now. I'm from Texas originally, grew up in Texas. You want to talk heartbreak? Goddamn Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I... What's up with your boy, man? I live and die by the Mavs. I mean, I truly live and die by the Mavericks. And it was one of those things where life was going too well, Dubs. I mean, Mavericks were on a roll. Show's on a roll. I'm about to get a real kick-ass perform, uh, promotion here at the station. And I'm thinking, this could be it. You know, it looked bad for the Mavs there against the Spurs for a while. But then they had that amazing comeback in San Antonio. And then, uh, what was it, Thursday night? Friday? Friday was it last night? Or the night before? I think it was night before. Thursday night. The Mavs are up on the Spurs going into the fourth quarter at home. I'm thinking, God damn, they're going to take it to game seven, even without Dirk. They're going to be able to come back, one of the greatest comebacks in NBA history. And they choked. Yeah. Um, but I can't have it all, man. I learned that. You can't, you can't have everything. If, if, if one thing had to go bad. That's the thing that we wanted to go bad, though. I mean, I'm sorry that, that that's your bread and butter right there. You've lived and died for them ever since I've known you. Yeah, no, true, ever since the 11-win seasons. Um, so that was one crappy thing that happened to me this weekend. Let me tell you about something else that happened. Spoon and Dubs, you weren't able to do this, but uh, I, all of a sudden I've become a very important person here at WJFK-FM. Um, I don't know why it is. I think it's really because of the promotion that Cameron Gray, our new operations manager, got. Yeah. And he has just taken this whole... I, speaking of man crushes... I think he was... Uh, God! <laughs> what? I said... I didn't say he had anything in your tail. <laughs> um, but regardless, uh, I really do think that Cameron Gray has a man crush on me. Um, but he, but he's he's been awesome because he's taking me all to all these new things and exposing me to all these very important people. Well, if anybody did have a man crush on you, he's a he's a good looking guy. I I wouldn't mind him checking me out every once in a while. Like, <laughs> what? I mean, if there was a guy checking me out. I, I would have it be Cameron. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's no problem with having Cameron. Gay, gay, gay. <laughs> right. So, so, um, so anyway, so Cameron is like really starting to expose me to a lot of very important people in the Washington D.C. area uh, when it comes to radio. And so one of the things Cameron did was that he took me to this big meeting that Infinity Broadcasting had with AOL. Because yeah. AOL for broadband, they're, they're, um, there's this whole collaboration going on. And in the coming forever, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about AOL for broadband, uh, especially on the station. And I can tell you, I mean, I'm not going to get into AOL for broadband like heavily. I'm just going to say that we have such a partnership that it's not only going to revolutionize radio, but this stuff, this AOL for broadband stuff, is seriously the future. It's not just the future of radio, but it's the future. And I, I mean, sitting there playing with this stuff, man, it's amazing. Yeah. But forget about the actual product itself. Yeah, blah, blah. I went to this meeting, okay? And I'm there with, like, all these very, very important people, not only from AOL, but also from Infinity Broadcasting. And this was one of the most... I, I got into radio so I didn't have to do meetings like this because I really don't like people, and I really don't like radio people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But sitting in this meeting, I mean, it was people from HFS... It was people from PGC, where you actually used to work, right. didn't you, Spoon? Yeah, I did. Um, people from, like, the gospel station that we have, the classic rock station. Right, PGC AM. And even the, uh, the guys uh, from Baltimore came down oh, okay. to this meeting. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a D.C., Baltimore, Infinity Broadcasting type thing. <clears throat> and the thing that was so embarrassing about this was that we had to go around and introduce ourselves. 
And, and so, um, yeah. like, the hell is that? So, I mean, in the way I walk in, describe me. How do I look, Dubs? You look like Al Qaeda's version of Papa Smurf. <laughs> to a T. I've got right. dreadlocks. I got a big goatee. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm Mexican. Um, so when I walk into this meeting, I already have the crazy hair, the crazy look. People are like, "Who the hell is that douche?" You know. And then, go ahead. They think like you walk into an AA meeting accidentally. You know, you have to. <laughs> I just don't fit in. I mean, I don't care if it is for radio because radio people are douches. I just don't fit in. So I come into this meeting, and I've got to introduce myself. And here I'm like in between like very important people like Alan Linewand, our general manager. You know, Cameron. And then so they come to me, and I'm like... You had a, you had a sandwich actually going with Cameron and Alan? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Nice. They're both good-looking dudes, like you said. What am yep. I going to do? Yeah. So I was like, hi, I'm, um, I'm El Jefe from El Jefe's Hideout. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, who the hell's that bastard? What the hell's El Jefe's Hideout? Um, but, but what was more awkward than anything else, guys, was the fact that I was sitting there in a room... With literally no joke, like five to six program directors who didn't hire me. Like, oh, yeah. like I had sent tapes and resumes to these dicks whenever I got to Washington, D.C., and not even a callback. No. A, a couple of stations up in Baltimore, and specifically, I'll even say it, HFS. Wow. I'm sitting right there. I had sent, you know, a couple of tapes and packages, and what I consider to be kick-ass packages. There's a lot of talent sitting behind this mic right now. And uh, I'm sitting there in the same room with people that, you know. Here we got Tom Gavin on the line. Do you, no. Do you want to entertain his ass? No, no Tom Gavin. Um, you know, God bless you, Tom Gavin, but you belong to another show. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I, don't, I don't take other people's characters. Oh, man. And uh, that's a good character, and it's a good show, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Nah. <laughs> Last thing we want to do is start a radio war with Don and Mike. Um but anyway, you know what I mean? So it was just really odd being in that same room with people that hadn't hired me before. Right. But it was like, all right, you douche, you didn't hire me, yet here I am. I've got my own show, and more than likely I'm kicking your station's ass. You know what I mean? Now, do you think they made the connection like, hey, I think uh, that guy sent me in a CD? and uh... I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, it all worked out for the best. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it was just awkward because... I mean, if there's anything I hate, it's when people don't give you a chance. And I know I could, I know I could easily go over to HFS and talk about Lincoln Park for 15 seconds. You know what I mean? I just know I could do that. It wouldn't be a problem. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ Hideout at Yahoo dot com. Well, the email. I've got an email here that I'd like to read, guys. This is an email going back to last week, because this transi transitions into something that's it's kind of sad. It's kind of heartbreaking, in fact, because you just heard the wedding show from 8 to 9 o'clock, and I told you this is the exact opposite of the wedding show. Something really crappy happened to me this week. Um, really? Yeah. Well, let me read you the email first, okay? Right. Again, EJ Hideout, all one word, at yahoo.com. El Jefe, man, you come off as pretty uh, self-congratulatory. You tend to pat yourself on the back from time to time, which is true. <laughs> the most important Latino broadcaster ever. Thank you. But there has to be some kind of issue with you because you got married to the first chick that banged you. <laughs> now, and she banged you. That's the that's funny thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, maybe you realized that you were getting fat and that you couldn't lose the weight and you noticed that girls weren't coming your way. Is this your mom? <laughs> but why not continue the crusade after the first conquest? 
Uh, maybe it comes from your background, something like that. But, man, there's nothing dumber than C-blocking yourself. <laughs> He's got some truth in there. It's not... And it comes from YV. Um, and I thank you for emailing at ejhideout at yahoo.com. And YV, we actually covered this last week because we were talking about the number of sexual partners that we've had. And I have only had one sexual partner, and that was my wife. Well, I, I, I have to say, and I'm sorry to say this, but um, as of this week... No, my wife didn't die. <clears throat> Spoon, your buddy here, El Jefe, Dubs, El Jefe is divorced. That fast, bro? After we were coming up on five years of marriage. Did you go to the motherland to get that divorce? <laughs> <laughs> El Jefe is divorced. Oh, um, man. Hold on a second. I, I got to gather my thoughts because it is kind of nerve-wracking to admit in, in front of thousands of people that you're divorced. But my yeah. my ex-wife now, I guess. I mean, you're legally separated and you got to go through this time. Um, by the way, divorce equals ratings. That's what I've heard. <laughs> um, uh, it's amazing how my career path is following Stearns. Worked in Detroit, worked in D.C., divorced. Um... But uh, she, she hated. She hated the fact that I talked about our lives together on the air. And if there's anything that this show is, it's reality radio. Yeah. And I have to share my life with you guys. And she, she's a very important person in this town. And she couldn't deal with the fact that I was going to share my lives with you, the listeners. And I know it's only, this show is on a month. And my wife, after a month of reality radio and El Jefe's hideout, even though I don't use my real name, I go by El Jefe. She's pissed. She's pissed. El Jefe is divorced. I, I've been staying with you for a while now, and when we came back last week after the show, your wife was very, very upset, but I didn't know it was that bad, man. Well, I mean, it, it, there are reasons that I'm happy we're divorced. Obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, I've only slept with one woman in my life. <laughs> and we're about to blow up, so, you know. Except the show's about to go, you know, nationwide. <laughs> In seven years, <laughs> about to his relative, um, but El Jefe's on the market. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Michelle, are you free tonight? <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, she I laughs at me. <laughs> problem with my husband. Ah, damn. All right, what's your what's your problem with your husband? You know, he's all he's Hispanic. Okay. So he's got that. Oily kind of. Oh, wait a second! My wife didn't divorce me because I'm Hispanic, though. And I'm not going to divorce him because of it. But you know, before the deed happens, he has to take a shower. You know, <laughs> you know what? You know what? This actually brings up one of my points, Michelle. And I thank you for the call. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. One of the reasons I'm happy that I'm now divorced from what I'm going to call my ex-wife is because she was always insisting that I bathe. Did I scrub my sack? <laughs> well, yeah, bro. And then I brush my teeth before sex or any other time. <laughs> at least once a day. And I'm not into that. I'm not into bathing. Who needs bathing? Bathing's overrated. So the spontaneous factor was like, you know, wipe completely out because you had to prepare for the whole act. That does kind of suck, bro. I mean, you, I, let's have something. You're kissing your neck. and Oh, baby, you're so good. Oh, baby, love you long time. This is really good, but um, 
You know you got to get in the shower now. Your sack stinks. Right. Your, your breath just smells. I don't want none of that. Can you go cloth and mouthwash, please? Can you, can, you, can you go brush your teeth first? You know what I mean? Oh, man. Don't kiss me. Brush your teeth. Like, goddamn, I just bought you dinner. <laughs> I got some ass floss. Why don't you go floss your ass? <laughs> so then on the, on the happen... You know, that I happened to be clean already before, before we decide to get into the act. So we're sitting there, things are going well. Little uh, dillying there and dallying there. And then we're just about to get into, oh, wait a second. I got to go number one. <laughs> wait, let me go number one. Let me go to the restroom. And nothing kills the mood faster than going to the restroom. Yeah. I go through that all the time, man. I'm used to it. Yeah. I'm like, why leave? Just do it right here, you know? <laughs> Let's have a party. Come on. If it's good enough for R. Kelly, it's good enough for me. Exactly. <laughs> Allegedly. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Another reason I'm happy I divorced my wife, El Jefe did, uh, she was a napkin Nazi. Always, always demanded, every time I'm eating chips or an apple, God damn it, get a napkin. Why don't you have a napkin? She's obsessed with cleanliness. I'm not going to bathe for a week. Next time you tune into El Jefe's Hideout, next week, next Saturday night, scumbag. <laughs> What's going on? What are you doing, douche? <laughs> Trying to get Spoon to answer the phones at the same time while we're going. Um, My bad, bro. <laughs> 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So she was a, a napkin Nazi, along with the cleanliness stuff. And um, she hated Hamburger Helper. Who? Oh, that, that's end of the road right there. I would have divorced her before she divorced me. And I'm sorry. That's un-American. I grew up on that stuff, man. And I don't think she realizes that I grew up on Hamburger Helper, too. And if you don't like Hamburger, Hel Hamburger Helper, I don't care if we've been together for almost five years now. Your ass is out the door. For that reason, El Jefe is now on the market. Okay? <laughs> Ladies, if you'd like to come up, if you'd like to spank me. Senoritas. 1-800. You know what, though? I, I want something different. I've done the black thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark of the bear, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> and it was good. I've done the Latina thing. You know what I mean? I need a good white chick. I've, right. al I've always wanted... Or an Asian. Ooh. Hello. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? Hello. <laughs> I've, always wanted, stars. I've always wanted the Neapolitan three-way. Me, the white... <laughs> like a black chick and an Indian, you know, for the the, the red. You know? Oh, come on! Oh, out of the Redskins, I can say that all day long. <laughs> you know, I want the Neapolitan, the red, <laughs> the Redskins. You're right. I can't get on to you for that. Is there any more racist name in sports? Oh. Um. So let's see. Tom. Tom, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK FM. What's up, brother? Hey, El Jefe. What's up, man? Hey, did I hear you say just a while ago that bathing is overrated? Yeah. Man, you really are Hispanic. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, killing our boy. Wait a second, though. Hold on. Before we get into all of the racial humor, I'll let you know that J-Dub stinks way worse than me, and there's no whiter kid in this town. All right? All right, but I'm white trash, so I, I'm allowed to. <laughs> what a story here. I'm a white trash idiot. The end. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So because of that, my buddies, I Ooh. hold in my hands a pair 
of my ex-wife's panties. Are those her period panties? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Good Lord. Those can go up to her, like, Dude. right underneath her, uh, her chest. Dude, put those on the wall. We can watch a movie. Come on, good God. I mean, she's a sexy chick. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Okay, I guess these are the Aunt Flo panties. <laughs> yeah. So last week, there's even marks in here. They don't look like, oh. you know, uh, <laughs> like matter, but they... <laughs> now, they're not like mine, which are color-coded, yellow for the front and brown for the back, but uh, there is some these red... These are red for the middle. <laughs> <laughs> there's some red at the bottom. <laughs> 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So last week, we had... Either, either those are her, uh, her uh, bad time of the month pants... Or there was a scab down there. That got oh, there. come on, dude. <laughs> so here's the deal, my buddies. Um, last week we had the autographed item of the week. And uh, it's, it's something that we started last week at a quarter past the hour. When you heard the cue from Cameron's ass, you called in and you won the autographed item of the week. Uh, last week we gave away four, four prizes. And the prizes were Moon Pie wrappers. Autographed by El Jefe. Um, Spoon and uh, J Dubs. As I try to autograph this right now, so that's not working out. Just <laughs> it, man. It's not working out. Well, they're they stink, and so there's a stench <laughs> that's holding off. Yeah, but they, they look like they're crusty enough where they should yeah. hold up. Certain materials you can't write on. Let's do a see if they stick. So oh. I'm gonna have my boys autograph these, and in this, and sometime during the night, we're gonna give away the autographed item of the week tonight. And uh, in kind of a sense, they're auto, also autographed by El Huffy's ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> they got her mark. DNA. <laughs> First, let's go to Pedro. Pedro, welcome into El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. ¿Qué pasa, amigo? Okay. I don't want to screen those calls, Spoon. <laughs> so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. At some point, we're going to give away the autographed item of the week, which is tonight a pair of El Jefe's ex-wife's panties autographed by Spoon, J-Dubs, and uh, at some point, uh, Johnny Punani. I'm going to let Johnny Punani, who probably hadn't touched a pair of panties in at least 17 years, I'll let him touch these, stained or not, and get his autograph on them. In the meantime, we're going to come back because it is Serial Killer Saturday night. There was a lot of serial killer things that happened uh, this week. And so we're going to talk about serial killers. And we also got three games that we're going to play concerning serial killers. So Serial Killer Saturday night starts up next. On El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. But this is now my theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, right here, this song that I'm going to play for you right now, this is going to be my life. Again, ladies, I encourage you to get a hold of me. Don't expect a commitment because I'm just getting out of one. I'm just looking for a few quick bangs because I get around. It's El Jefe's Hideout, Tupac 106.7 WJFK FM. Oh. All right. Well, all that big, all that big setup for that. <laughs> Hold on a second. The great equipment. What's with your God, man? Well, it's not the CDs. It's the equipment. You hear? I know. These CD players suck. You hear Don and Mike talk about how crappy the equipment is. Yeah, they ain't lying. You think you come to a major market and everything's going to be fine? Everything's going to be good as far as uh, maybe get that Manson ready just in case this this, uh, uh, this doesn't get going because we're going to play a song regardless. All right, let's try it again. You ready? <clears throat> let's talk it up. This goes back to all those programmed directors who wouldn't even consider me 
for PGC when I was sitting at that, that stupid uh, meeting earlier this week, all right? So here we go. We're going to talk it up like we're on WPGC. Tell Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFKS, Tupac. Tupac now on the Hideout with El Hefe. Come on, son. Oh, yeah. Yahoo.com. El Jefe's Hideout with El Jefe, Spoon, and J-Dubs. 
right now, I don't know if you should be going out banging right now just because of the legal issues. If you uh, get caught banging now, you guys are still technically married. She can she can run you for some serious cash, man. Oh, yeah. What serious cash? <laughs> Considering I have to have Spoon buy me dinner every night before the show, I welcome her to half of nothing. <laughs> um, so, again, uh, all kinds of stuff coming up for you tonight on El Jefe's Hideout. Again, it's El Jefe's Hideout is prime time. And during this prime time, it is... It's a serial killer Saturday night on El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. So on this serial serial killer Saturday night on El Jefe's Hideout, I want to welcome what I consider to be the expert on serial killing. We have all kinds of stuff uh, serial-killing-like going on for about the next hour or so. So if you're offended by serial killers, please change the channel, because the last thing we need is complaints at this point. Um... But I welcome in a guy that I truly believe um, is not only a very good buddy, another one of my good buddies, but he is a major market radio talent at W at Detroit's home for rock and roll, WRIF. And uh, he also runs an outstanding website, skankshift.com. Shafee, can you hear us? Up, oh, let me try Shafee on the introduction. Al Hefe, J Dub, Spoon, what's up? All right, buddy, there what's we up? go. We got everything punched up, man. So, getting into the serial killer Saturday night. Before we play these games that we have, uh, and we'll we'll talk about the games in a second. I got to say, it was a bad week for serial killers. Um, a lot of, I guess, two major serial killers busted this week, uh, and the first one being earlier Derek Todd Lee of Louisiana. Now, the thing with this Derek Todd Lee that throws me off from the very beginning, and again, um, actually, you know what, Shafee, give us a little bit about your background uh, so we can give you some uh, some legitimacy when talking about serial killers. What's your fascination? Well, I don't uh, work for any type of law enforcement agencies. In fact, uh, I really have nothing to do with it other than the fact that it's uh, just a hobby of mine. And you do have to play some... golf. <laughs> You know what I mean? Some people play golf. Some people play baseball. Right. Shaky study serial I think I, I've got a pretty good sense of things. I could probably uh, be of some use for the FBI and various uh, <laughs> departments across the country. But right now, I'm just uh, doing it on my own. You know what it's like? Shafee is like um, American Psycho 2. With that chick Jackie from that 70s show, that was her whole thing. And that no. in the American Psycho 2, it wasn't that she knew anything in particular. She was just really fascinated with serial killers, and then she became one herself. Well, I know where a lot of them are hiding out, some of the unknown ones that uh, haven't been caught yet, but until I get a check, they're going to remain uncaught. (laughs) (laughs) So Derek Todd Lee was caught this week. He's suspected of killing at least five women. Um, There's some unusual uh, things about that case as well. What's that? Well, number one... um, It's unusual, believe it or not, for a serial killer. You know, profiling is very important in tracking the the serial killers. Yeah. And uh, there are some men that have made a lot of money uh, doing this and doing it very well. Yeah. Um, But uh, uh, it's a rarity, to be honest with you, for anybody... a African American or non-white, non-Caucasian. Most serial killers tend to be uh, Caucasian males. Yeah, and that's the thing is that whenever you saw this guy was a serial killer, last thing you expected was it for it to be a brother. Yeah. What is the typical profile of a serial killer, Shavy? Uh, well, there is no typical profile, and that's what makes it so tricky. Uh, there are no rules. There may be some uh, tendencies that pop up uh, more often than not, but. 
anybody could be one. It could be the strange guy that you think is absolutely crazy and everybody's afraid of him, or it could be the guy next door who uh, kisses your baby and gives your dog a treat every day on his way home. And see, this is one of the things about serial killers themselves. Um, anybody, like you said, could be a serial killer. So, for example, let's say you can't shoot a basketball. Let's say you can't host an outstanding radio show or play music. If any douche wants to be famous, any no-talent ass clown, this is the way for you to become famous in a household name. You're absolutely right, and we're about to contribute that. You know, we live in the United States of America, which is um, and more than most countries across the planet, a major crime factory. In other words, every day we buy and sell death, and we cannot get enough of it. We want to see it on the news. We want it in our movies. We want it on TV. We want it in our music, and now we want it on our radio program. <laughs> as long as somebody's going to buy it, we're going to keep selling it, so let's get to the selling. And we're going to give it to you, and that was the other thing. I think it's the media that makes these guys yeah. stars. Oh, absolutely right. There's no question about it, and uh, in doing so, uh, you actually actually help these guys. In fact, a lot of them wouldn't do it if it wasn't for all the notoriety that goes along with it. If they weren't going to get their name in the paper, if they weren't going to be on the news, if they weren't going to scare the hell out of an entire country just by flashing their picture up somewhere, they wouldn't do it because they're mostly all cowards. They're cow I'm also going to tell you all how you can avoid being killed by a serial <laughs> killer before this show is over. I've got some helpful tips for you. Smell like I will say this right now. Nine... Out of, no, not nine, ten out of ten people that are killed by serial killers got killed because they were stupid. All right, well, we'll, we'll share that in a second. I like that, though. Smell okay. like J-Dub. That's a good way to not get yourself killed. Well, we're going to do a public service announcement as well as have some fun here. Uh, at the expense of others. <laughs> Another guy that was caught, actually, today is Eric Rudolph. Um, it just goes to show that President Bush is winning the war on domestic terrorism because a 21-year-old rookie cop happened to stumble upon this guy. Yeah, that's Bush. amazing, too. This guy uh, is be, be, uh, being becoming a hero now because he found some guy uh, the cop, you mean. going through a garbage dumpster looking for something to eat, and the rookie cop pulls his gun on him. Now, I'm sure that's probably against most of their regulations. I'm not sure. But what <laughs> cop, why are you going to mess with a guy going through a dumpster trying to get a meal? Let alone pull the gun on him. Now, thankfully, they found the right guy, and he is a hero, but you mean that he knew what he was doing all along? Yeah, this Eric Rudolph, he uh, is a guy alleged with the Olympics, uh, also abortion clinics, and um, he was an alleged white supremacist. Now, Shafee, before we get into our games and stuff, I, this is something that you working in radio, all of us working in radio, i got to ask, and, and this maybe leads on a little bit, but if you were to be a serial killer... If you were to be a serial killer, and I'm asking this to the boys in the studio and also you on the phone, Shafee, if you were to be a serial killer, which demographic would you target? Wow. And I will go, J-Dubs, I'll start with you, man. Is there, is there anybody in particular that you would look to take out? Old people. Really, really old people. 80 and up. It tells, you know what, before everybody else gives their answer, I will say this. The type of demographic that each person answers uh -huh. reveals a lot about that individual to me. Uh, and see, I think dubs, is there anything in particular? But I hate that old people are milking the system. I wish they'd die already. <laughs> but, I mean, what about you? Well, every time you see, like, an old person about to get on, like, the uh, the bus or anything like that, they, they can't really get up the stairs. Everybody in there is going, 
God damn it. <laughs> Come on. Move. So that, that's what. Move. What about you, Spoon? I would kill bad drivers. Every time you're coming to work or going somewhere, you get cut off. That person's going to die. Uh, you, know, you know, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I mean, like go on, man. The it, overcautious drivers, God. And it's so funny that the way you two would kill is almost like you're getting rid of scum. And I'm not going to say that old people are exactly scum. I'm a vigilante. <laughs> I'm like Batman. But, uh, I killed the old. Uh, <laughs> but with you, Spoon, I mean, that would be a that would be something that is interesting is where, you know, because there'd be all this media hype and, you know, this person gets followed home and they get gutted or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what would be your way of killing? Would you push the old person off the stairs? Is that Was that what you would do, Doug? No, it'd be brutal. Yeah, it'd be brutal. There'd be, blood, there'd be tons of blood everywhere. I'd, you know, I might, I might like drop them from somewhere real high, right in front of a whole lot of people. I don't know. I'm not. I, I might gut them and then like, I don't know, hang them in a mall or something. You're asking me. I'm just telling you what's on my mind right now. I'm just thinking of how to kill old people. Oh, not that we encourage any of this, by the way. Okay, there's our disclaimer but for the night. If I was going to, that's how I'd do it. What you about sick and twisted world perspective? What would you do, Spoon? How would you kill? I would someone? follow these people home, lecture them on how to drive, especially in the rain. God, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be one of the worst things though? <sighs> it's like, all right, you're about to die, but you got to spend your like your last free moments listening to a speech from Spoon. Right. It's tough enough we got to do it for five hours on Saturday night. Right. Listen, <laughs> dumbass. Remember that car you you passed back there and you cut off? Now, you? now, now Shapey, this is one I think you and I would share, my buddy. No, I've got I've got my own answer, but if we're going to share one, that's cool, too. Well, no. Tell me what yours would be real quick. Well, Spoon said kill bad drivers. I would just kill fans of all NASCAR drivers. <laughs> so oh. complete, now, mind you, we're the home Half for... our fans. We're, we're the home for NASCAR in Washington, D.C. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, it's cool. You feel the way you feel, though, man. I can't argue with that. Here's who I would kill. And, again, this kind of goes back to the last segment. If I were to be a serial killer, I would kill program directors who didn't hire me in the past for radio jobs. <laughs> That's kind of a Charles Manson type thing. People didn't sign him. Yeah, because you know? I really have a very fragile ego, and it's not even that these people didn't call they, It's the fact that they didn't call me. They didn't invite me in for an interview. They didn't give me an audition. If I at least get an audition and I suck, I'm willing to say, okay, you know what? I sucked. But here's how I would kill those program directors. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, so here's what I would do, Shafi, and I think you would probably share this sentiment. Now, I've mailed out packages all over this nation. As have I. Texas, Texas, Des Moines, Iowa. Grand Rapids. <laughs> Grand Rapids, Michigan. Detroit. Washington, D.C., Detroit. Here's, what, here's how I would kill a program director. Cameron Gray is listening right now. You're lucky, buddy. <laughs> and by the way, this goes for the same for program directors who fire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he hasn't hired me yet, so pay attention. <laughs> so here's what I would do. I would, I, would, I would find out where the program director lives, okay? And I would go to the program director's house. And what I would do is I would tie them up with duct tape and put them in the bathtub, okay? And turn the water on, all right? And then I would have, like, a portable jam box. Actually, not even a portable jam box, but a jam box that plugs in. And I would sit there, I would sit there on the toilet while they're sitting in their bathtub all tied up, and I would play my demo tape for them <laughs> and tell them, how could you not hire me? This is brilliant. Did you see how I hit the post here? <laughs> Goddamn, that's awesome. What's wrong with you? 
And when I'm right at the end of my demo tape, I would throw the stereo into the bathtub full of water so they'd get electrocuted. And then walk out and tell them you're heading in a different direction. <laughs> By the way, I got another job. I don't want the job. <laughs> and so what I would then do at that point is, of course, I can't leave my demo tape there because that's an easy way for me to get busted. So I would take the demo tape out or the CD or whatever it is and take the CD with me. But it would be great because people would be getting killed the exact same way all over the nation. I mean, in Detroit, in, in D.C., in Des Moines, in Dallas... And so here's the best thing about it. Because you know whenever there's this national phenomenon, radio will hop on anything. I mean, Richard Hatch from Survivor got his own show. Radio think, and that's, what, that's what's so upsetting about program directors, is that they're so unwilling to give people jobs, but at the same time they'll throw any ass clown on the radio. As that's long as they, how it is. As long as they have... Markets especially. Yes, yeah, as long as they have some sort of semblance, okay? Now, of uh, some sort of uh, fame or whatever. So once... I got captured because, you know, eventually at some point they're going to, this is all going to go back to me. They're going to figure out all these program directors, all got, <laughs> all got tapes from El Jefe and the whole thing. So once they find out who I am, I would turn myself in, okay? And what I would do is I would demand an ISDN line inside of a prison because I know at that point I would get a nationally syndicated radio show because I would be the, 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 the maniac Mexican on the radio Sunday nights on your radio station. <laughs> so that would be my biggest way as to getting a radio show. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. That is how I, El Jefe, would be a serial killer. Once again, it is Serial Killer Saturday Night because Eric Rudolph and Derek Todd Lee uh, we're caught this week. We have some great serial killer games. Before we get to those, though, um, some people want to go back and talk about driving stories. Because Spoon, Spoon's way of uh, being a serial killer, he would he would kill people that cut him off in traffic. Lou, welcome into I'll Have Hideout. What's up, buddy? How you doing, guys? You sound great. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Um, I was I do a lot of driving. I'm in sales, and uh, I was coming home one afternoon, and uh, I was getting off of the exit, and this girl came flying up. Almost hit me. Mm -hmm. Did you kill her? No, I pulled ahead. Whatever. Get <laughs> on to the next, into the next street, and she goes to turn. Almost hits me again. I got to lay on the horn. Well, she gives me the finger. Ah, oh, and what is it about women drivers too? Yeah, you know. So you. Almost hit me twice, and I'm just really getting frustrated. So. Did you kill her? Go up again. She she starts to come over again, so I have to honk my horn. So I you know I pull up next to her and I roll my window down. She had her windows down and I gave her a few choice words and a little lecture and then I flicked my lit cigarette in her window and it went right in her bag. <laughs> now did you follow up with some gasoline? <laughs> well, the worst part was is I'm driving home. I pull into my parking lot and there she is. She lives right around the street. Oh no. <laughs> At least you know where, you, where she lives so you could kill her. And, uh, not, not, not through her windows. Not that we encourage that. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. I always do worry about that, though. Like, if you know, the, you, you go the whole way, and then you see, too, that the person's following you, so you're worried, are they following me like what Spoon would do and gut me? And then it turns out it's your neighbor. You almost wish they were following you to kill you because that's really super embarrassing. Chris, welcome into All Heavy's Hideout, 106.7 WJFKFM. Hey, fellas. What's up, buddy? I heard you guys say that you'd want to kill all drivers. Now, I work in Arlington, and I have to take 66 to work every day. Oh, dude. Today was terrible. What absolutely drives me nuts. If I'm at home or going to work, 
the off-ramp or the on-ramp onto 66, you get behind some a-hole who's going 20 miles an hour when the speed limit minimum is 55, but people are doing 70 up and down that road. Yeah. yeah. 20 onto the ramp. And, and this is something that I think it's everywhere, even where you are in Detroit, Shafee, but it just there's something about Washington, D.C., and we appreciate the call, Chris. There's something about Washington, D.C., well, these sons of bitches, they just can't do it, man. They can't drive. Wow. Well, it's always one extreme or the other on the road, too. There's always someone just going ridiculously slow, and then there's someone blazing by you going over 100 miles an hour. So here's what we got. Coming up next, we're going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to start all the festivities on this serial killer Saturday night. Uh, Shafee from uh, WRIF, Detroit's home of rock and roll, is on the phone with us. He's also from Skankshift.com, a very entertaining website. I do uh, recommend you checking out the website because there is uh, uh, a few uh, choice information tidbits about serial killers on that website as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, Shafee, if you can hold on with us. Absolutely. We're going to come back. And we have three serial killer games that we're going to play. We also have music from Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. And in addition to these games, we have some very high stakes. Hey, you know who else might be looking to kill somebody tonight? Who's that? Rick Carlisle. Oh, yeah. Rick Car what is up with that? Coach what of the year happened? last year? I mean, got Coach to the Eastern Conference Finals? What are they asking for? <laughs> yeah, the Detroit Pistons, not only did they fire their coach, uh, Doug Collins got fired yeah, this week yeah, here yeah. in Detroit as well. The Pistons hired the guy they beat, though. Yeah, Larry, <laughs> Larry Brown's getting the gig. I'm ready for Nelson to get out of town in Dallas. We're going to play Serial Killer Games when we get back next. It's El Jefe's Hideout 106.7. WJFK. Soak it up like a tampon. It's running. It's dripping. Hell have a on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. We're the stars of this piece of sh And now, Hell have I am here to punch you in the face, senor. J-Dubs. I'm creating a franchise here. Spoon. Come up here. I'll show you how gay I am. Hell have on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. J-Dubs is me. Smooth. Infinity Broadcasting, WJFK, FM, Manassas, Washington, D.C. <laughs> and El Jefe's Hideout is the show. So 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Also joining us on the phone lines, he has come up with three absolutely uh, revolutionary games. Um, Shafee from Detroit's home of rock and roll, WRIF, and also from skankshift.com. Brother, welcome into the hideout, my friend. Thank you. It's interesting. You know, I'm in Detroit. You guys are in D.C., and every year these cities seem to flip-flop between the uh, between leading the nation and murder, so <laughs> you've got it going pretty good. It's only appropriate that we're having a uh, serial killer Saturday night here on El Jefe's Hideout. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing for the next few uh, few minutes or so. Of course, we talked about um, Derek Todd Lee of Louisiana, a serial killer, allegedly getting caught, and also Eric Rudolph, the alleged Olympic uh, bomber in Atlanta, and also he's uh, bombed a few abortion clinics, and he's a white supremacist. So it was a bad week for serial killers. That seems like something Spoon, Spoon would do. Yeah, the anti-abortion guy that he is. Um, nah, man. At least you're smart enough to realize that hey. that, doesn't, that isn't going to solve any problems. Nope. Um, but with that, we have three serial killer games that we're going to play that are going to crown a new serial killer king in this very studio. Um, the three games are 
and they've all uh, produced by Shafee, who's on the phone from Detroit right now. That's right, and before we get started, I've got a couple of things I'd like to talk to you about, but go ahead and introduce the game. The games are, name that serial killer, uh, uh, Spoon. Yeah, I just want to tell Shafee, we'll send you part of the check that we get for the show, <laughs> which is zero. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, right name that serial killer, pretty self-explanatory. Also a game called Studio Killer. Where two out of the three serial killer stories are real, we have to pick the fake one. A little bit like Howard Stern's Mike Walker game, but putting something like that. You're right. Putting the spin on it with serial killers, and also, um, who killed me? And we're going to read autopsy reports, and we have to decide who is it that killed this person. Well, more stories, not necessarily official autopsy reports. And instead of racking up points, we're going to be racking up bodies. And here's what's at stake in tonight's serial killer games. Okay, fellas. I have brought with me <clears throat> one of my very valued porns. And in fact, Shafee, I think you've even seen this porn. I'll let you borrow it. Is um, it used and well, abused? It's not. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't say that. <laughs> but that, that wasn't, that, that isn't it either. Okay. Um, yeah, watch your language. <clears throat> Sorry, it was it, a title. Uh, please 12. It's in a nice red videotape. BP Miss Buffy? Uh, no. That's mine. <laughs> so I have, what we're going to do is at stake, whoever is crowned the serial killer king is going to win porn. And not only just porn, but like the group of porn that we have. So what did you bring, J-Dubs? I brought kind of a documentary, How to Marry a Rich Doctor. <laughs> and how they, how they did it. They just banged a bunch of rich doctors. I, you know, it's, it's, I want to do that. Um, <laughs> so here it is. I'm holding on to the porn, and Spoon brought us. I brought Girls Going Wild 2002. Now, so because you, I'm not the big porn guy. You're not real big into the See, porn? See, this is the thing. Like, you've only been one, one chick. I have, like, you know, a total memory bank up there of uh, situations and different girls that I can just kind of go through in my uh, catalog there. and Oh, whenever you're punching the Yeah, clock. you know. Wait, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm not... Your catalog, did you tape it secretly? Or did you videotape your secretly? I mean, or? the mental catalog. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. there, is there any videotape rolling, rolling around with no, you? No, no, not at all. Not I never at all. got into that. No. All right, so hey, that... Does Spoon get a lot of action? Actually, I don't know if you know this, but Spoon has three babies from three different baby mamas. Wow. So yes. You this... need to learn how to manage your pheromones. I might have to come out there and teach you a couple. <laughs> yeah, Spoon, actually, I don't know how. He looks like Donnie Wahlberg on crack, but... Uh... Oh. <laughs> he, does, he does get a lot, though. So here it is. Heat up the spoon. Serial Killer Saturday Night, El Jefe's Hideout. What were the two quick things you wanted to get to before we start? Name that serial killer. Number one, I'm developing a, a video game, and so help me God, if anybody rips this idea off, I've already got everything taken care of legally. You will be, uh, you know, prosecuted. Okay. Um, I'm going to come out with a video game where uh, it's a city, much like Grand Theft Auto, but you can either, A, become a serial killer and d decide exactly who you want to go after and try not to get caught, or you can become the uh, police or the FBI or homicide detectives and try to track a number of different uh, serial killers. So. so that's in the works now? Yeah, it should be out on your, uh, well, I'm not going to say the exact gaming system, but we're looking at uh, 2005. 
<laughs> All right. 2005. Secondly, uh, well, what? It takes a lot to go in. We're already into the 2004 games. <laughs> okay. 2005. Uh, secondly, Thursday night, this is just uh, something I thought was kind of cool. I was downtown Detroit, Cobo Arena, for the uh, Foo Fighters concert. And I walked into the arena. I had to be down there for a live broadcast for WRIF. Concert started at 7.30. I got there at a quarter to five. I walked into the arena, uh, walked right in. Nobody said a word. Uh, I started walking down to the main floor. There were security guards every scattered out throughout the place, but nobody really paying much attention. I walked right backstage and uh, turned to right and saw a ping-pong table. Well, there at the ping-pong table, bouncing the ball up and down was none other than Dave. Grohl. Oh, wow. He says, hey, man, you want a game? So I said, absolutely. I beat Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, 21 to 18 in ping pong. Then I told him, hey, man, I'm late for my stupid remote. I've got to get up there. And he said, hey, man, thanks a lot. I told him I was a big fan, and that was cool. Dave Grohl, he's a uh, rock star, but he's a very cool dude, no doubt about it. He looks like it in the videos and on TV, and he is in real life as well. So. That, that is hobnobbing with all the very important yeah, people. Yeah, right on. He's a Virginia guy, too. Dave yeah. Grohl is. Yeah. Yep. He's a cool guy, man, but, you know, he's a... That's a major story in rock history to come from one of the biggest bands of all time, <laughs> most influential in Nirvana, being hey, the drummer. Hey, Nobody hey, since Phil hey, Collins has stepped hey. up. Hey, Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Be him and Ping Pong too? No, no en- Dave Grohl. Enough of Dave Grohl. The reason you're here is for the Serial Killer Saturday Night. I know. Let's play these and games. Andtheplugsgangshift.com. All right, here we go. Serial Killer Saturday Night. Name that serial killer. El Jefe, J Dubs, and Spoon playing. Name that serial killer. Give us the first. Uh, give us the first description. Say it like this. Name that killer. All right. Go ahead. All right. Killer number one. I was born in 1953. I will, Hey, before we move any further, how are we going to do this? Are you guys going to shout out answers as soon as you think you've got it, or no. are you going to finish all the clues and then you give an answer? You're going to give the clue. We're going to write it down individually, and then we're going to hold up our card. Okay. Here we go. I was born in 1953. I was. Oh. Always uncomfortable in female company. In co- female company, in fact, I could never get a date. I was diagnosed as a severe paranoid schizophrenic. I shot all of my victims with a gun. It was a 44, so they dubbed me originally the 44 killer. I am still alive. I'm currently serving a 365-year sentence, so it's pretty safe to say I'm never getting out. I uh, have found Jesus and asked for your forgiveness, and uh, I killed many couples sitting in cars and whatnot. All right, I think I've got it. And now, do we, you don't have to give exact names. Can, can we go by their nicknames? Um, sure, but I would give you an extra body if you can give me the exact name. Not all of them have nicknames. Okay, well, um, all right, so Spoon, hold up your card. Who do you have? I have Berkowitz. David Berkowitz. Um, so you get, wait, wait a second, does he get two bodies? He's getting two bodies, because if he's got Berkowitz, it's pretty sure he's got the nickname. Okay, so you get two bodies, Bone. There's, we're throwing the bodies down in the uh, basement. <laughs> and you guys keep track of bodies, because I've got too many. Okay, uh, who did you have, Dubs? I put the Night Stalker down. The Night Stalker, does that count? No, that's absolutely no, wrong. referring to Richard Ramirez. Yep. He didn't just use guns, he used everything. And I, the kitchen sink. And I have Son of Sam. Okay. The great... right, I'm going to go ahead and give Spoon two bodies. I'll have a one body and uh, J-Dubs no body. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Uh, number two, name that serial killer. Serial killer Saturday night, I'll have face hideout. Test your knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. I hated homosexuals, although I engaged in homosexual homosexual activity quite often. <laughs> what? <laughs> I lured my victims with drugs and alcohol. I was once voted the JC's Man of the Year. Oh, oh. I was married and an enthusiastic member of the Junior Chamber of Commerce. I owned a contracting business. I specialized in offing young men in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> and I buried all the bodies underneath my house. I was executed, so I'm talking to you from the grave. All right. I think I actually have it. Do I get extra points for having the name and one of his uh, nicknames? Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. Without a doubt. That's how you can rack up the two bodies. Everybody have something written down? Spoon, do you have something? No. I have nothing. Nothing? I swear. All right, here we go. Uh, I think I have something written down already. So Spoon has nobody. Yeah. All right. J-Dubs, who did you have? Let me see it. John Wayne Gacy or Pogo the Clown? Well, Pogo the Clown, definitely a uh, character, side character of John Wayne Gacy. J-Dubs is absolutely right. God damn. So J-Dubs gets two bodies. So J-Dubs with two bodies, Spoons with two bodies. I have one body. I hold mine up. I had, originally I wrote down Ted Bundy, but then I went to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. He talked about the homosexuality. So, but it was Ted Bundy. That wasn't right. It was John Wayne Gacy, though, right? Yep. All right. Next. Jay Dubs doing all right. So it's two, two to one. Two right, bodies. This is going to be a tough one. And, um, well, let's just go ahead. Maybe somebody will get it. Maybe they won't. Okay. I was born in Washington, D.C. That's why I threw this one in here. It's a hometown boy for you guys. Okay. There was no perversion that I didn't practice frequently. I abused my own body in savage bouts of burning and the insertion of needles into my pubic areas. Even if you guys don't know it, I just wanted to say that on the radio. <laughs> I assaulted over 100 young girls and murdered 12. I was a torturer, a murderer, a necrophile, and a cannibal. I was nicknamed the Cannibal Killer. I was electrocuted at Sing Sing in New York, and I looked forward to the chair as the opportunity to, the, to experience the ultimate pain, which I finally did. All right. I, uh... What if I just get his first name? Um, for this one, I'll accept a first name or a last name. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, guys, where are you guys at? I'm I'm lost. Nothing. I, nothing. I, I, I don't think this is right. Uh, Dr. Mora? Dr. Mora? Shaping? No, that's no. a good guess, but no. J-Dubs? Nothing. Not even a guess. All right. The first name I'm going with is Albert. Hmm. Can you give me a last name? Well, there are two. Either Albert Fish or Albert DeSalvo, but I know Albert DeSalvo is the Boston Strangler. Not the cannibal killer. So, oh, Hefe, you're going to get two bodies for this one. It is Albert Fish, and only somebody who did their research would know that. That's very impressive on your behalf. Very good. And, you know, one of the things about this serial killer thing is that what deters these people? And quite honestly, for somebody like Albert Fish, there's nothing. Because this guy was looking forward to the electric chair. Because I mean, of ultimate pain. Society is based on these rules, um, be it through religion or the Constitution or, you know, whatever. There are rules that we all have to follow. And when you got get guys like Albert Fish that don't want to follow any rules, there's no stopping these cats. If they're ready to die, they're just ready to die, and they're going to go out in any blaze of glory. No, you're absolutely right. Hey, man, doing the whole thing doesn't make any sense if you're not going to get any credit for it. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> name that serial killer. All right, killer number four. My name is a household name. Everybody's heard of me. Movies have been made about me. 
I didn't kill as many people as most people probably think, but I did kill uh, a few dirty prostitutes, and I did my work in England. I have never oh. been caught or identified. All right, that's easy. If you have... I'm going to stop the music, because if you don't get this, I think you suck. <laughs> all right. Hey, man, they're not all uh, hard. Some of them are easy. No, I appreciate hard. that. Let me go first, because I don't have a pen, so I can't write it down, so I don't want to rip off anybody. Um, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. You get everybody. I also had Jack the Ripper. Everybody gets one body for that spoon. Uh, All right. Throw the bodies in the basement. Killer number five. Hold on. Serial Killer Saturday Night, El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. A lot of bodies at the same time. <laughs> uh, recapping the score, El Jefe has four bodies. J-Dubs, you have three bodies. That's right. Spoon, you have three bodies. Three bodies. And at stake porn. Oh, that lovely porn that we have. All right, here we go. Shafee right. from WRIF Detroit is uh, the, the producer of this serial killer game, and he's the phone, the uh, voice you hear on the phone right now. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Uh, killer number five, I'm from Florida, and I met all my victims at highway rest stops. I used a gun to kill them. I only killed men. I was a lesbian and a prostitute. I am a really ugly bitch, and I was put to death in Florida last year. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, I know this. I was going to say Andrew Cunan, and before you said it was a chick. <laughs> uh, I don't have it. I don't. Uh, anybody here? Dubs? No, nothing. <sighs> she was a Spanish chick. I know that. Oh, come on. Well, if you want. Uh, no? No. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, well, we'll stop it. What was it, Shafee? Eileen Warnos. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right, nobody gets bodies for that. Very famous uh, female serial killer, which is a damn rare thing these days. However, we are seeing an increase in it. Why do you think there's so many male serial killers, Shafee? Uh, lack of parenting. Okay, I can believe that. Spoon. <laughs> Take care of them three babies before we have three serial killers on our hands. Right, I still parent, though. Let, let's go, Shafee, next. All right, this will be the final one for Name That Killer. I murdered in several different states. I have 19 known victims, but I've undoubtedly killed a lot more than that. I was awarded a scholarship in Chinese studies at Stanford University. I have a degree in psychology and even studied law at the University of Utah. I escaped from jail on more than one occasion. I always show up nice and neat and then strangle them in the back seat. <laughs> That's my band. Um, I entered a sorority house once and killed a few prostitutes while they were asleep. All right. I, I, I'll give me a second here. All right. Um... Hold on, let's let Dubs finish writing his before you show it, Spoon. Again, right. Serial Killer Saturday Night, playing Name That Serial Killer, racking up bodies. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, El Jefe Spoon, J-Dubs, Johnny Punani has shown up, and uh, Johnny can just come sit in if you want to, bro. Um, and also on the phone uh, with us, with the Serial Killer game, Shafee from Detroit's Home of Rock and Roll, WRIF, and also Skankshift.com. All right, I'm holding mine up. I got Ted Bundy. I got Bundy. Theo Bundy. You guys all got bodies. All got all right, bodies. Right, all right. Instead of racking up points, we're racking up bodies. That's the end of round one, so uh, go ahead and give us the point totals, the body totals. Hold on. Hold on, Shafee. Me and you had a rap group before, and you rapped about Ted Bundy in our uh, in our song, Bitch Killer. Right. <laughs> Y'all did have a group, didn't you guys? <laughs> I tell you what, let's play a song. What was our, what, wait? What was our nicknames in the group? Shackles and Professor Gold. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna play a song very appropriate for what we're doing. Johnny Punani brought porn, even though he's not in on the game. Let's see what the name of the 
double dip. Oh, my God. Look at Johnny that. Johnny Punani. <laughs> Should be Johnny come lately. Dude, you're an hour and a half late. Oh, he had another previous commitment. He let me know he was good. And then this is explicit, the best of explicit video. Oh, this one was good. This is no good, though, because these, these tricks are all hairy. Good Lord, <laughs> man. It looked, it was is that from the 80s? Open the boxes up and check, because I don't know what's inside these things. Oh. Snuff films, bro? All right. Well, hey, get what you can. And second for being late. Yeah. I was told 10:30, man. Yeah, so and that's the time oh. run, I mean, and then I, you know, from now on, I'm just turning my radio on at six o'clock. Everybody out there, you need to turn your radio on 6 p.m. Saturday. <laughs> it's open, you know. It's just an open time thing. You never. Be, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, going, why did they start early? And then it dawned on me. Of course, you got the Health and Human Sec uh, Services Secretary coming on and taking the last hour. <laughs> Tell everybody that a lot of people are dying or something. I yeah. don't know. The Secretary yeah. of Defense to come in. I know where Johnny Panani was going. He's referring to Rumsfeld earlier this week. Oh, I no, I, 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 I got the joke. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna play some music. We're gonna come back. Round two of El Jefe's Hideout and Serial Killer Saturday Night. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what I promised. Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Natural Born Killers, El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. To the mind of a maniac Doomed to be a killer since I came out the nutsack A man of murderous mind state With a heart full of terror I see the devil in the mirror Buck, buck, lights out Cause when I grab my sword off Niggas get hard now I barrel one Set your motherfucking flesh Barrel two Set your fucking heart out your chest You see your victim as a hammer go click On my tech nine So if you try to wreck mine Do it your bed time Feel the blast from the chocolate bomber Infrared and let your head like a name was Sarah Connor, decapitation, I ain't hesitating to put you in a beautiful home with a bullet in your dome. I'm hot like lava. You got a problem? I got a problem solver. And his name is Revolver. It's like a deadly game of freeze tag. I touch you with a phony mag and you're frozen inside a body bag. Nobody killer. Then it's graveyard filler, cap filler. Cause I'm a natural born killer.
WJFK, El Jefe's Hideout. Welcome into it. I am El Jefe Spoon. J-Dub's here with me. Johnny Panani running around the building as well. And joining us on the phone, uh, Shafee from WRIF Detroit. That was a collaboration from two of the greatest rappers of all time. I know we're on the East Coast, but you got to give some West Coast love <laughs> to uh, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube getting together for Natural Born Killers. That song, it Good makes job. everybody move. You know, you, just, you can feel it. You know? and, and it Booty shaking. It does. Natural Born Killers, as it is a serial killer Saturday night with El Jefe's Hideout. Uh, we are in the middle of three games. Uh, concerning serial killers, once again, because Derek Todd Lee got caught this week from Louisiana, and also Eric Rudolph today. Uh, both, one of them, different means, I suppose, of killing. Uh, the big one today was Eric Rudolph, though. This guy was a, a domestic terrorist. You could consider him a serial bomber or a serial killer. And so, uh, in a sense, we're kind of, we're, we're um, not so much games glorifying. Okay, yeah, we're glorifying serial killers because we're, no we're no different from the rest of America. The rest of America loves to harp on serial killers and serial killing. And so you want to hear something? We're doing exactly that, yes. Serial killing dates back to the beginning of time. There's always been stories of uh, different people getting killed and uh, mass murderers and serial killers and everything like that. But the term serial killer actually goes back only to uh, the 70s. You remember the Atlanta child killings? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I don't Wayne remember. Williams. I wasn't alive, but I've heard about him. Spoon was the only person alive then. Wayne Williams, right? Right. And there's a lot of people out there right now, as a matter of fact, that uh, they're trying to investigate this to try to get a retrial. Uh, he said down the line that he didn't do it. And a lot of people believe now that maybe he didn't do it. Maybe they have to reopen the case, but he's been sitting in prison for, wow, over 20 years now, easily. Now, yeah. the first segment, if you missed it before Natural Born Killers, was name that serial killer. All of these games uh, produced by my buddy Shafee, who was on the phone from WRAF Detroit and Skankshift.com. And the body count right now, we're not racking up points, we're racking up bodies. And so far, <laughs> so far in my basement, I have five bodies. I love it. Dubs? I have four. And I wait a minute, you don't have five. No, I do. How'd you get five? I do have five bodies. How'd you get five? All right, four. Yeah, I, I got four. I think I got the Albert Fish all by himself. Uh, yeah, they get two. Yeah, they, okay, me, right. they gave me two. So, um, and what we're doing is this is we're going to eventually come to this grand culmination and name the serial killer king. And at that point, the serial killer king, thank you, Johnny Punani, will win. <laughs> Uh, the serial killer king is going to end up winning everybody else's stash of porn. You know something, El Jefe, this reminds me, uh, I'm just thinking of this. One time you came over to my house, 
I was talking to you about it. Uh, I'm not a killer. I just I, I find it interesting. I think it's amazing that the, what leads somebody down this path from the time they were born to the time where they're going to say, you know what, I'm going to go out by myself. I'm going to look for a complete total stranger. I'm going to ritualistically kill him, and then I'm going to do it again, say in a month or two months or a year. I, I'm fascinated by that, but <laughs> I always thought, you know what, if somebody calls the cops and says I killed somebody, they're going to come over to my house and say we got the guy. Shavey has all these videos, all these books of serial killers. I mean, he seriously. I don't think anybody could stump this guy when it comes to serial killer knowledge. But secondly, he's very self-absorbed, above high intelligence. But like he's got big pictures of himself, like up on his wall and stuff it like is that. It's hilarious. He's got a big picture of himself, but with a Superman body drawn on it. <laughs> so he is a scumbag. But let's move on to our second game in our serial killer Saturday night. This is uh, a kind of a spin of uh, Howard Stern's. Um, Mike Walker game, the National Enquirer game. We call this Studio Killer. There are yeah. three stories. Two of them are actual true stories, and the other one, we're going to have to guess the fake story in order to rack up a body. Yeah, basically, I'm going to give you three killers, and one of them uh, is from the mind of me, and the other two are absolute true. All right, go ahead. All right, uh, this is the first one. We're going to have two of these, so the first one consists of three killers. You pick the fake one. Okay, go ahead. All right, here's Donald Evans. This guy confessed to killing over 60 men and women across Alabama, Arizona, California, Idaho, Colorado, Washington, Wyoming, South Dakota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, North and South Carolina, okay. and Georgia. All right. He cooperated with police, uh, helping them find bodies in exchange for the death penalty, another one who wanted the death penalty. He was caught in 1991 and would have received more notoriety if not for Jeffrey Dahmer hogging the spotlight just a month before. Okay, and the next one? The next one is a killer by the name of Raymond Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. This guy was abandoned by his parents and forced to live with his great aunt, who was very abusive. He was beaten regularly by his 74-year-old great aunt. He, he ran away from home at the age of 17. He left Kentucky and went to Arkansas, where he began a life of crime. He graduated from petty crimes to murder when he killed his first victim, his 72-year-old landlady. He eventually right. murdered nine elderly women before committing suicide at the age of 26. See, now that one makes a lot of sense. Because usually it's the person that abuses you. That's the person that you end up going after. Kind of like Ted Bundy. Okay. That, that was that's his dog's man right there. All right, now, Killing go, old people. All right, again, we're trying to pick two out of three. <laughs> no, two out of three are real. One's fake. Okay, which, all right. All right, go ahead. Here's the third one. Randall Woodfield, or more commonly known as Randy Woodfield. He was a star college football player and dreamed of playing in the National Football League. In fact, he had a tryout with the Green Bay Packers, but he was cut on the first day. Dejected, he started committing robberies and then began uh, forcing women to disrobe at gunpoint before raping and killing them. He was even nicknamed the I-5 killer because many of his victims vanished near that interstate. He was caught and given a life sentence at the age of 30 while he was working as a bartender. All right. I think I have the one that I'm going to choose. We're picking the fake one, correct? Picking, picking the fake story. Donald Williams, who killed all across America, men Donald and women. Donald Evans. So, Donald Evans. Donald Evans. Mm -hmm. Raymond Stoltz. Stoltz. And Randy Woodfield. Did I get that name right? Correct. All right. 
Um, again, we're playing for bodies. Does everybody have theirs written down as to who they're picking? I'm going to go ahead, since we only have two, each one of these, we're doubling it up. These are each worth uh, three bodies. All right, worth three bodies. And what do you have, J-Dubs? I have Mr. Stutz. Mr. Stutz. Stutz, the guy who... Um, he was raised by his grand aunt, and he went on to murder elderly women. All right, don't expose who has it yet. Who do you have? I have uh, Stutz also, number two. Spoon also has Stutz. I'm going to go with Donald Evans, and the reason I'm going with Donald Evans is I think this was a trick on Shafee's part by saying the reason you didn't hear about this guy was because of Jeffrey Dahmer, so of course you wouldn't have heard of this cat. So I think we would have heard at least something about him. I think that's a nice ploy to say right. that's why you didn't hear about him because <laughs> Dahmer was so big at the time. Oh, see, you know the mind of Shafee. Well, no, I'm just saying that's... that's I, I could be completely wrong. <laughs> All right, Shafee, which okay. one was the fake serial killer story? Well, while I was preparing this, and after you guys gave your answers, I'm quite surprised that nobody picked Randy Woodfield, who tried out for the Green Bay Packers, got caught and started killing people, which in fact is absolutely true. The fake one is Raymond Stutz, El Jefe. Yes, Ross. of course. Ah, oh, damn. It made too much sense of like what happened, his upbringing, and well, the... it just made too yeah. much sense. You think it was too easy? Not only that, he kept reminding us, like Stutz, like you know, that was. A total made-up name. I don't know. I just got that impression. All right, so you got completely lucky, Spoon. Yeah, That's yes, what I you're did. saying. You Whatever. All right, so rack up your bodies. I thought I did a pretty decent job of making that one. Oh, I, I, was, I was really lost. This is just the one that made too much sense to me. Yeah, because it yeah. really followed the pattern. Okay. So and then so, but no, it's a good one. No, it was, I was lost. I was I was right in between uh, one and two. I was reading too much into it. So uh, let me see if I can get you on the next one. So uh, all right, hold on. Let's uh, recap. Hey, Dubs hold on. And Spoon get three bodies apiece. Let's hear it, please. We already, yes. we already heard it. Okay, I want to hear it again. <laughs> Sick of. Okay. So we got seven seven right. with Dubs and Spoon, and El Jefe stays at five. Let's go to the next round of Studio Killer. Which killer is fake? Go ahead. This is a very important key part in this matchup. Okay, here we go. First, we have a killer by the name of William Radcliffe. This guy was a plumber who had already served four years for sexually assaulting a 10-year-old boy. After being released, Radcliffe began luring in elementary school-aged children with candy and toys. <laughs> When a boy told authorities about Radcliffe's wrongdoings, Radcliffe left New York when he knew the police were on him and headed for Pennsylvania where he began to murder young boys. He was caught by the police after a 12-year-old managed to flee from his car at a shopping center outside Pittsburgh. Radcliffe confessed to killing six boys and molesting hundreds over the course of his life. All right, next, Radcliffe. He's got some candy, kids. Jolly Rangers. It works. You think it's silly. Our parents told us all the time. But uh, That's candy right. actually works. Yeah. For anybody out there, take a note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number two is a killer also named William. His name is William Suff. Now, Suff was a nerdy-looking man who served 10 years of a 70-year sentence in Texas with his wife. They both beat their 10-month-old daughter to death. Now, after his release, Stop after only crying. 10 years of He's a 70-year sentence, Suff helped rid the world of filth by killing drug-addicted prostitutes in California. He was convicted of murdering two hookers, but it is believed that he is linked to the disappearance of at least 19 working girls. 
All right. So that's soft. And again, we're trying to pick which, pick which one is fake. Which serial killer is not real? I'll have face hideout. Serial killer Saturday night. 106.7 WJFK. The next story. Uh, okay, please. the next one we are going all the way back to the 19th century. Jesse Pomeroy. And this is a very unique case because Pomeroy began assaulting and brutally killing young boys in Boston when he himself was just 12 years old. He mutilated children and buried them in his mother's yard in 1874. When he was 14 years old, he was caught and confessed to killing 27 kids. He was tried as an adult and sentenced to death. He was later given a reduced sentence of life imprisonment in solitary confinement, the first ever in the United States to get a life prison uh, sentence of solitary confinement. Imagine spending your entire life alone. He tried countless times to take his own life Johnny and was moved to a mental asylum. He spent 58 years in solitary confinement until his death in 1932. I would like to see the correlation of serial killers and people who wear Velcro shoes. <laughs> it's, it's a good one. It's linked. It's definitely linked. All right. So here we are. El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK trying to pick the fake serial killer. And I'm completely stumped on this one. So um, I'm going to go uh, recap real quick. What did Rad Radcliffe do? Radcliffe killed a lot of boys. First, he was caught for uh, assaulting a 10-year-old okay. boy. He served four years. He was released, and then he went and murdered okay. boys. Right. Admitted Suff? to a molesting hundred. What about Suff? Suff was served ten years of a seventy-year sentence for killing their oh, that's the guy. daughter right. along with his wife, and then uh, that's the guy that in California. That's the guy that in California killed right. the And then finally, the last guy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna go ahead and say, I'm gonna say Suff. So who are you gonna say, Spoon? Number one, Radcliffe. You're gonna go with Radcliffe. Yeah, I went with Palmeroy. The very last well, one. The very last one. So nobody can, we can have, nobody really pull away the lead here. Shafee? Wow, this is interesting. So to recap, J-Dubs has Palmeroy, El Jefe has Suff, and Spoon has William Radcliffe. Right. And the winner is? Well, I'll tell you what, I've never met you, Spoon, but you're on. You got uh, it yeah, right. Uh, Thank you, me. sir. Right. Pick that one, was it? Yes, or am I giving these away? No, you know what? I don't remember names too well, but I remember stories. And the last two, I remembered all, like, those stories. So, you know, number one had to be it by a process of elimination. So so we started this round. El Jefe had five bodies. At the end of the round, I didn't get a single one correct, so I still only have five bodies. Spoon went from four bodies to ten bodies. Ooh. And you don't even like porn. That's what we're playing for is porn. <laughs> That's all right, baby. And J-Dubs, you have seven bodies. That's right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back, and we're going to wrap up Serial Killer Saturday night with the bonus round. Nobody is out. Next, we're going to go through the autopsy stories and see who killed me. Who killed me is going to be next. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is for you. I hope you're enjoying Serial Killer Saturday night. It is El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Uh, Shafee, do you have any quick um, facts that you wanted to throw out uh, about serial killers? Um, well, sometime, I say after this game, we'll come back from the break, finish the game, and then before I let you guys go, I'm going to explain everybody out there how you can avoid being a victim of a serial killer. Coming next, I'll have a side out, 106.7 WJFK. The best minimum wage can buy. And broadcast school has really paid off. El Jefe's Hideout on 
Washington's 106.7 WWWJFK. This is El Jefe's Hideout. People that half-assed listen to shows deserve to get in car accidents and die on the beltway. This is El Jefe's Hideout. There's NFL blanket, and right on the Giants, you'll see a little bit of me. No! You did not punch the clown on my blanket. Sorry. This is El Jefe's Hideout. And normally, there's nothing really wrong with nail salons, and there's nothing wrong with this. But, you know, there's the big SARS scare, and you see a bunch of Asian people with masks on, and you think... <laughs> Let's roll. 106.7 WJFK. This is El Jefe's Hideout. And welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout. It is a serial killer Saturday night. El Jefe, J-Dubs, Spoon, all in the studio with you. Also, hanging out, Johnny Punani. We do appreciate any help that Johnny Punani provides. So, uh, thank you, sir. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. Um, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, serial Killer Saturday Night recapping the scores. Um, I, El Jefe, have racked up five bodies. J-Dubs? Me, J-Dubs, I have uh, passed you in the last round and picked up seven bodies. And Spoon has? I have ten bodies in M in the lead. <laughs> so, here's what it is. We are playing for the bragging rights of being the serial killer king. The people that do not win get executed. But more importantly, porn is on the line. We have all thrown down our own individual pornography. And whoever wins ends up getting the pornography. We've played Name That Serial Killer. We've also played... Um, studio Killer. Pick the fake stu uh, serial killer. And uh, all of these games brought to us by our buddy on the phone right now from WRIF Detroit and also Skankshift.com, Shafee. Johnny Panani? Yeah, I just wanted to say I brought in porn just because I think it's probably got some weird disease on it. I need to get rid of it. <laughs> oh, you, know. you know what? This is my third class stuff. You know? it's, you know. I, 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 uh, I am a porn addict. And I gotta say, this looks good. <laughs> uh, I don't care how how hairy the chick oh, is. Oh man, I'm ready to uh, punch. The box says it all. I'm ready to uh, spar with the clown, if you know what I mean. I mean. If it's the two that I think it is, I mean, it gets it's right. There is no master. There is no theme in the entire thing. All right, good. I just like vignette to vignette to vignette. That's all I'm looking. I think one of I think there's one of the little scenarios of the uh, maid coming in and That's catching fine. the guy in bed. You know, because at some point I'm going to have enough money to have a maid, and I just I love that. Even though How to Marry a Rich Doctor has a uh, has a plot. That's the one I brought in. How to Marry a Rich Doctor. The plot's funny because this chick's banging a guy. And she gets all mad at him because he farts right in the middle of it. <laughs> and she's like, I, I'm tired of this trash. I got to get me a rich doctor. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, let's, let's finish up the game. Now, there's a little twist. Now, every time you got something right before, you would rack up bodies. We can now wager bodies. So even though I am out of the lead, I could technically wager bodies <laughs> oh, and jump man. into the lead. And I'm not changing the rules. Shafee. <laughs> yeah. When Al Hefe worked with you, was he constantly changing the rules of the game during the game, or is that something new? Definitely. Oh, oh man. <laughs> you can do that, though, when it's your Yeah, show, that's right? cool. That's cool. When it's El Hefe's hideout. Right, right. But that actually is the way we had it set up. I don't know if we had told you about that. Well, maybe you no. put the show on the line. It could be Spoon hideout or J-Dub's hideout. <laughs> It'd be J-Dub's treehouse, thank you very and, much. And, Spoon, and Spoon's playpen. Spoon's sanctuary. <laughs> How about Punani's pleasure palace for the uh, purloined night? Huh? <laughs>
right, here we go. All right, you guys will have three opportunities to wager the bodies. So, right. And you can't get into the negative. Once you have no bodies, you're out, okay? Yeah, so watch yourself, Big Al Hath. All right, do we want to put up the bodies once we've heard the story? No, you're out before the story. We want to put them up before the story? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I mean, right. yeah, because all right, I'm gonna put up two bodies. El Jefe's putting up two bodies. Okay, I'm throwing I'm throwing down three for the cause. Okay, I will put up uh, two bodies. Okay. All right, here we go, Shafee. Um, this is the autopsy. This is this this version is called Who Killed Me? Hey, I'm gonna play a character and I'm gonna play a victim, and you're gonna tell me who killed me. All right, go ahead. Okay, my name is Tim McCoy. I was only a teenager when I met a nice man at a Greyhound bus station in Chicago. I went back to his house where we enjoyed a few drinks. You, uh... Just, oral. Oral. Yeah, just say oral. So pick it up by just saying oral. I had to hit the button on you. Okay. It's a weird D.C. rule. I don't know. They can say it up in Baltimore. I went back to his house where we enjoyed a few drinks and a hot, nasty session of oral. Okay. <laughs> After we climaxed, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fell asleep. <laughs> when I woke the next morning, my new man friend was coming at me with a knife. He cut my arm and then stuck the knife right through my chest. He buried me in the crawl space under his house, and he went on to kill a lot of guys just like me. Who killed me? All right. Um. Do, I, do we get ABC choices? No. No. Oh, I thought we had multiple choice. Mm -mm. Oh, you bastard. Now you're changing the rules on me. I could have sworn we had multiple choice. Um, all right. Well, I, I'm. I can, this is only one that I can think of. It's my game. All right, douche. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I have written mine down. I have wagered two bodies. Um, I suppose that I will go first. I'm thinking Chicago is near Wisconsin. Damn it. I don't want to go first. All right, I'm gonna. I've already written it down. I got Dahmer. Um, who, all right, who do you have, Spoon? I have Ramirez. Okay. And I have Gacy. Uh, J Dubs is the only one taking up bodies in this. Uh, uh, so do the addition and the subtraction. All right. So El Jefe is now down to three bodies. Dubs goes up to nine bodies. Ten. I had seven before. Spoon's down I to went, eight. Right. I'm down to eight. Oh, you wagered three? I wagered three. God oh, damn. Yeah, he did. He did. Ten, eight, three. Oh, that's right. So now I got... The only great thing about this is that Dubs is living with me. So if he wins the porn, I by default win. Oh. Well, I'll tell you this, El Jefe. <laughs> it's in your best interest right now to wager as many bodies as you can. But since you've only had, you only have three, if you were to wager all three and get this one wrong, you would be eliminated from the game. Well, I don't want to be eliminated, so I'm going to go ahead and just wager. I'm wagering now two bodies. Okay. Uh, Dubs, how many bodies are you wagering? I'm going to wager two. Okay, you prick. Come on, man. Why don't you step up to the plate and do something? You, I, I, I did the ballsy stuff the last time. How about ten? <laughs> Why your ten? You how, many, how many more uh, questions do we have? One more after this. Two more questions. Oh, two right, more the, after this? Yeah, two, how many wager? We've got two. two more. All right, spoon. Huh? All right, two, two, and I'll wager three. Okay. I'll go three. Yeah. The game is who killed me? All right. El Jefe side out. Serial killer Saturday night. One hundred six point seven WJFK. All right, Shafee. Are you ready? Yep. My name is Jay Sebring. 
I was a successful hairstylist in Los Angeles when I decided to crash at a friend's house for the night. She was pregnant, but if I wasn't in the hair game, I would have still banged her. She was hot. Anyway, I fell asleep on the couch, and when I woke up, a bunch of hippies were in the house beating everyone's ass. I was stabbed so many times that I could have serviced a hundred guys with all those holes. I died and wonder why I didn't just stay at home that night. Who killed me? All right. Now, technically... All right, that's cool. That was a good one. I love this game. I don't know if anybody's interested, but we're, we're complete disgusting bastards. Serial killer Saturday night, El Jefe's hideout. Shafey's the guy on the phone producing all the games. Uh, Johnny Panani, J-Dub, Spoon, El Jefe. Johnny got here too late to play, but he's still wagering porn. Um, here we go. I've got mine. And I am rioting, although technically he didn't kill anybody. He is in prison for this crime. I wager two bodies, and I put up Charles Manson. Who did you do, Spoon? Manson family. Manson family? I did Charlie Manson. And the answer is? Wow. This is going to cause some controversy right now. The actual answer that I Text have Watson. is the Manson family. Thank you. Yes, sir. Now, they you guys go ahead and discuss whether or not Charlie yes. Manson. I mean, he is in prison serving a sentence for these murders. So, you know, uh, I guess. How about we do, how about that. we do, uh, like me, we only lose one for that. Okay. We, yeah, you, you get all your points. You, That's fine. So, you, how many did you wager, Spoon? I wagered three, so I'm up to 11 now. All right, and I'll only lose one. All right, can I get one body? Because then I have three bodies. I don't want to be eliminated from the game. Hey, don't feel bad yeah. about uh, doing this either. Vincent Bugliosi, prosecutor who prosecuted the Manson family and locked them all up, has made hundreds of million of millions of dollars because of this. So, all right, so I only got one body left since I missed. No, you. How many did you wager? Two. two. You only lose one, so you have two now. Okay. No, I only had two to begin with. Oh, I thought you. Had oh wait, three. no, no, no. I did have three. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. So yeah. So I have two bodies. See, uh, this talk to your PD, see if we can get a scoreboard for next time. Oh, yeah, no kidding. All right, so, again, let's go around the room. Dubs, how many do you now have? I have nine now. Nine? I now have 11. And I have two. Yeah. God damn, I'm going to lose Please 12, my, one of my favorite porns. All right, Shafee, who killed me? All right. For this one, my name's not important. Wait, wait, wait. we need a wager. Yeah, yeah, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, get the wager. <laughs> I'm so, I'm distraught. I'm now, only, we... I'm only going to wager one. That's all you have. No, I have two. There's... Why not wager two? Yeah, wager two. Is this the last question? Yes. Okay, then I'll wager two. All right, go ahead. I got two down. I'm giving all of them up. Are you really? Yep. No, because if you're living with me, I get some of your oh, points. Okay, four. Four. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, I'll go with nine. All I'm right. so I'm so flip floppy flighty, man. <laughs> All right, he's going with nine. Right, wait a minute. Put the pressure on spoon. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Ah, make so, it, well, since he's doing that, I gotta make it interesting, man. All put right, up. I'll wager six. No, don't wager six. Put up, put up. How many do you have? Eleven. Yeah. Put up nine. Put up nine. No, Come peer on. pressure, peer pressure. For the pressure. sake of the game. Okay, nine. Yes. So me and Dove's nine, right? And I'm wagering two. Yeah. <laughs> Who's winning? I'm winning right now. Spoon is with 11. Are we ready? All right, here we go. Who killed me? Half Face Hideout 106.7 WJFK. My name's not important, as I was saying, but how's this for a bad story? I was out drinking and dancing at a bar, the kind of bar where you're not welcome if you have a vagina, and I met a tall, thin man. 
He told me he'd rock my world if I went with him to his shabby apartment. I already got it. I was going to get some pole. <laughs> Instead, I was tortured, murdered, and devoured. Aww. I was hoping he'd eat my meat, but I meant that in another way. <laughs> Who killed me? A little comedy mixed in on this serial killer Saturday night. All right, Spoon, do you have an answer? Dahmer. All right, Spoon. Dahmer. And I put up Dahmer as well. The answer is, Shafee? Uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> Dahmer is the end. God damn, all right. So I was, I was expecting like a real hard final question. No. All right, well, there it is. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was the cure. <laughs> Spoon's in charge of the instant replay and the sound effect. Uh. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Serial Killer Saturday Night. And the winner is... And the Spoon is crowned the champion. He is the serial killer king. And I don't even want that nasty stuff y'all got on here, man. This is Jeez oh flip. Oh well, the only Jeez oh flip. Well, the only... Yeah, there's so many pictures on these fun arrows. Good lord. Alright, well the only the bad I wouldn't thing... do that to farm animals. The bad thing about I hope not. the bad thing is that now we have to choose our mode of execution. So, Shafee, I appreciate it. Uh, an outstanding game. You're going to tell us how to uh, survive dying by a serial killer, but first, uh, our executions in the game. Dubs, how do you want to be killed? Do you want to go in front of the firing squad, or do you want to get electrocuted? Electric I'll try electrocution. The electric chair. All right. I'm going to take the firing squad. All right, there it is. There he is. Ever seen a live execution, or at least one on TV? There's the serial killer king, Spoon. And yes. it, it makes sense, though. I mean, he's got three babies from three different baby mamas. We he's know very religious. He's very religious guy. The only thing that doesn't make sense about him being the serial killer king is that usually these people have an above average intelligence. <laughs> See. Yeah. And Spoon just does it again. One of these days, we're all going to take an IQ test. All right? Spoon just doesn't fit the profile all the time. All right, Shafee, real quick before we let you go, man, tell us how we can avoid being killed by a serial killer on this Serial Killer Saturday night. Okay, it's totally simple. First, I'll say that if you are a male and you are over the age of, say, 24 or 25, you're safe. You're out of the woods. You're clear. Nobody's touching you. Okay. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, it's still possible, but uh, it's very unlikely that any male over the age of 25 will ever have to uh, deal with the threat of being killed by a serial killer. So, obviously, Spoon's 17 years past that. He's okay. I'm 25 uh, now. Whatever. Dubs is 22. So I'm, not, I'm actually kind of prime, huh? Yeah, you're you're good meat, man. You're you're there for the pickings. Well, you guys are both uh, pretty hefty guys, so you you know it's hard to dispose of gentlemen. <laughs> so so you guys are you guys are out, man. You're good. All right, what else? Right. Well, uh, for any children listening, uh, we're real big with the kids. Don't don't you are a target. You are a prime target. Anybody under the age of anybody under the age of 20 21, boy or girl, Spoon's is uh, at, at a high risk for sure. You simply, like your parents always told you, don't go with strangers. Don't get into cars. And I'll tell you one other thing. 
It's not like the movies. These people don't come up and get out of their car and grab you and fight with you. They're looking for somebody that's going to put up no fight whatsoever. Someone very gullible. Right. Somebody gullible. Somebody. Spoke. If you look confident, you're not going to take any BS. They don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want any uh, trouble. You know. They want it to be as easy as possible. Mostly, they're cowards. They don't. They're only going to beat you when they have you in their own place. So if you're out in public, just don't go with them. You know, I could see Punani driving one of those big white conversion vans. Johnny Punani looks a little bit like Drew Carey. Um, Harry. He's got a dip in his top pocket of his shirt. <laughs> Middle-aged white man, wrinkled shirt. Um, he's Thomas, got yay. He's got porn with Harry... Uh, Harry nappy dugouts. <laughs> Harry butts. Okay. I right, go ahead. All right. Probably lastly, unfortunately, women, whether they're two years old or a hundred years old, are uh, prime targets for serial killers. And uh, although there are the uncommon exceptions of, say, the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez, who breaks into your house while you're asleep and kills you, so you, if there's no defense for that, most of them do their work out on the street. So if you're a prostitute and you get into a, uh, a gentleman's car at night, you, you know, you're playing with your life. So that's how are you a supposed lot to make money? Are. Prostitutes are easy targets. That's why they get killed a lot. Uh, Gay men, <laughs> gay boys. young boys in clubs, <laughs> they get picked up like girls do, and, you know, they're easy targets. So basically, don't go home with a stranger unless you're a male over 25 years old. <laughs> then you're straight. I'm telling you, it is hard to believe, but I tell you, nine out of ten times the victims would not have been killed if it wasn't for blatant stupidity. I mean, Ted Bundy, how many women were going to get into a car and take a drive down the highway with a total stranger? And it happens every day. Uh, you can meet somebody in a bar or meet somebody out and go home with them and uh, end up tied up and dead and cut up and have your blood smeared on the walls and it's not pretty. Well, uh, speaking of Ted Bundy, how many women did he bang while he was in prison? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing too, falling in love with serial killers. I'm ready to wrap up serial killer Saturday it's night though. Um, Shafee... so basically, just don't be stupid and don't get in, uh, get in cars or houses with people you don't know. Outstanding, brother. Dude, I have to thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Congratulations, Spoon. Thank you, sir. Maybe we'll do it again sometime later. All right, man. Serial Killer Saturday Night, El Jefe's Hideout. Shafee from Detroit's home of rock and roll, WRIF, and also SkinkShift.com. Brother, I'll talk to you a little bit later on. I appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, bro. Viva. Viva. Uh, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Also, EJ Hideout at yahoo.com um man congratulations spoon thank you sir oh, i'm impressed i really did you now this is the thing about spoon you really did your research on this didn't you yeah yeah i read a little bit you uh you looked some stuff up yeah i gotta congratulate you though man you did a good job you came hey, through man. on the serial killer saturday night j-dubs we both lose pornography uh, <laughs> I, I think in some way hopefully we can pry it back put it in a box man i'll take it to uh you know one of those video places that buy videos and get a couple bucks and then take it why don't you send it to our troops <laughs> yeah hey that's not a bad idea i might do just so do that do something positive ladies and gentlemen this show is live this is live entertainment um el jefe's hideout 106.7 wjfk that wraps up serial killer saturday night we have other things to talk about though spoon is going on vacation 
Um, and actually, I want to talk about Spoon's vacation whenever we get back. We also need to talk about SARS a little bit more. And we've, uh, we've told you about other people's run-ins with the law. Um, we're going to have our own, um, I guess, divulging, letting you know just a little bit about your hosts here on El Jefe's Hideout. We ourselves have uh, had some run-ins with the law. And we're going to play a little game because we have uh, the NYPD Blue DVD box set of the first season. Right, correct. We're going to give that away later on this evening. El Jefe's Hideout rolling strong until 2 o'clock or until we get tired here on 106.7 WJFK. Again, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. When we get back, we're going to talk about Spoon's vacation. But first, ladies and gentlemen, this is the new S. This show is, again, all about creating new things and doing new things to keep you entertained. And the thing about this show specifically is that we have a new segment that we did last week and we're trying to do every single week. It's called Mandatory Manson. And with Mandatory Marilyn Manson, we play songs for you every single Saturday night from Marilyn Manson. So the song that we have from you this evening, again, is from the Golden Age of Grotesque, Marilyn Manson's latest CD. By the way, I want to thank Tammy, our promotions director, who gave me OzFest tickets. So I am going oh, to right OzFest on, on uh, Friday, August 22nd at the Nissan Pavilion, and I'm sure he's going to play this song. This is, this is due to be out the next single from the Golden Age of Grotesque after Mob Scene. This, my friends, I can't say the complete title, We'll just say it's the new S. Marilyn Manson, Mandatory Manson, El Jefe's Hideout. Listen to the words of this song. It exactly describes El Jefe's Hideout on WJFK.
the sun and taste the motherfucking rainbow. Atlanta Face Hideout 106.7 WJFA. Welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. You just heard Mandatory Manson, the new S, and that's exactly what this show is. It is live entertainment, making WJFK a seven-day-a-week station. It's not just five days a week and then all the other replays and infomercials on the weekend. Expect NASCAR on the weekend. Uh, eventually, the Washington Redskins will be back. And the company has gotten things going with El Jefe's Hideout. Live entertainment programming for you. Do you think I could talk Cameron into putting on uh, the Detroit Lions instead of <laughs> Redskins? Are I, you kidding? A dude. quality team. Oh, my New God. stadium. New stadium, new quarterback, new coach. Yeah. We're going all the way, baby. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. So far this evening, it has been a serial killer Saturday night. Now, I know one of the problems, uh, just so far with the show, the biggest problem that we've run into is when does the show start? Yeah, really. I honestly don't think we've had one back-to-back uh, -back weekend set where we have started at the same time. That same time, yeah, you're right. So I know we were originally slated for midnight to 3, then we decided, well, we'll go on right after NASCAR a couple of evenings. Then we decided, well, let's move it up to 11 because it's kicking so much ass. Then eventually it was going to be 10 to 2, and now we're going 9 to 2. Okay. And um, just so no, somewhere around 7 o'clock, Turn on WJFK on the weekend, as you should have anyway, and uh, listen for live entertaining, entertaining programming from uh, WJFK. Now, the thing is, if we keep on going at this pace, by fall, we'll be doing Friday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, by the 4th of July, probably, in fact, we're going to be doing Friday mornings. Uh, but again, we encourage your participation, man. Serial Killer Saturday Night, that was a segment for us. That was uh, something where we like to just hang out and play some games with each other. And again, gotta get up, give it up to the serial killer king, man. Thank you. I don't know what he did, the kind of research that he did, but um, uh, we're gonna miss you next week. Next, oh yeah. Next week, actually, for the next two weeks, Spoon is going to be going on vacation, and we're gonna talk about your vacation in a second. First, though, let me uh, preview. Uh, the show is not nearly over. Uh, we have three more hours for you, and coming up in these uh, three hours, we are going to have a segment where Gay Jesus is going to sit in with us. Um, why Gay Jesus? Gay, 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 gay. It's not that I'm a Jesus hater. It's just uh, there's actually there's a reason behind Gay Jesus. So uh, we'll talk about that. I think this bit's going to be perceived as something way different than it is. Yeah, it's we're not here to. Uh, yeah, it better be <laughs> all on the level. Um, in addition to Gay Jesus tonight, we also need to get to our police blotter game. Um, where we just talked about serial killers and all the bad things that other people have done. We ourselves have done some pretty nasty things. Yeah. Uh, El Spoon, J-Dubs, and Johnny Punani. So uh, we're going to actually uh, delve into that a little bit. And with that, we have a prize. We have the uh, first season DVD box set of NYPD Blue. Yeah. And uh, we also have El Jefe's autographed item of the week. Oh. And uh, I think at some point, maybe when we start talking about vacations, we'll give away the autographed item of the week. So before, before midnight, somebody's going home with a prize. And uh, those of you that were listening in the beginning, you know what the prize is, but 
We're not going to give away what the prize is for those of you just now tuning in, because this is a good one. Now that it's autographed by three highly, highly important celebrities, and uh, it's, uh, it's stained. <laughs> and it's an undergarment. <laughs> but uh, but it could be all yours. Johnny Punani, if you could put up names and stuff on the people that are on hold. That would really help us out, Johnny. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if he can do that, though. There may be something going on in the call screening room. Let's take him blind. He's smoking weed back. Line two, welcome into Al Jefe's Sideout, 106.7 WJFK. What's up? What's up, buddies? Mr. Rose, because I had to go into work early. I love you guys. You know who it be. All right, it's the big-ass Packers hey, fan, man. forget about it. Hey, hey, did I hear that Michigan East Lansing reject talking about the Lions? Come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're rocking, man. Well, uh, you don't eat your words after this here, buddy. The Packers are getting killed. <laughs> Guarantee it. Big-ass Packers fan, uh, what did you miss out on last week? Um, well, you know, I had to go to work, and I got a little camera time off the tequila, you know. You know, just couldn't make you guys. I had to go to sleep. I was a little tired. Stayed up for, you know, all night to go to work the next day, and I miss you guys. And I, I beat myself up for it. I really put myself in the weight room, and I punched myself in the face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody should do to listen to El Jefe Sato. You're my favorite Mexican. The only prize I want to win is to get signed up by the bottle of Jose Cuervo for me, buddy. Oh, that's not bad, though. We can't give away alcohol, though. But, we can, be but, but you know what we like to we, do? When we do the autographed items of the week, we don't like to give away real stuff. We like to give away used trash. So I think used so, trash. So I think at some point <laughs> what we need to do is down a bottle of Cuervo this week yeah, and yeah. then give away the bottle of Cuervo uh, empty. Think. I'll bring a bottle of Cuervo right to the station. I know the VOPC laws are kind of strict by here, but I'll come with a bottle of Cuervo right now and we all get down. You know what? Come on up, big-ass Packers fan. I don't mind. I'd like to meet you. Why not? Maybe even Packers yeah. fan can hang out with gay Jesus. We just can't drink while we're here. What's up, Doug? Oh, oh no problem. We'll just have some Dr. Pepper. <laughs> now, Packers fan, Packers fan, do you want to put up a wager this year? Oh. Packers versus Lions? Oh, oh here we go. You know what? You know what? Let's I'll put up a wager. A first game of the season, you know, if the Lions beat the Packers, I'll take it to Detroit for Thanksgiving. Really? I went last year. I'll go this year. All right. I tell you what. We can talk about this more when Big Ass Packers fan comes up. And if you can bring some whores up, because we want to know oh, that ladies please. are here, too. Hey, hey, the only whore I'm bringing is my whore, okay, buddies? That's good enough with me. We'll see you in a few, Big Ass Packers fan. That's outstanding. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Some Cuervo, man. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you. All right. You want? You know, we admit stuff here in El Jefe Sideout. <laughs> yeah. I haven't touched tequila See? since the time I passed out in a gay bar. Um, I have to hear this story, man. What? <laughs> what were you doing there? Gay, 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 gay. All right. You really want to? Uh, let's take one more phone call, and then I'll tell you about my gay bar experience. All right? Uh, line four, welcome into all half a side out, 106.7 WJFK FM. Hey. What's up? Hey. Um, I wanted to tell you something really neat about Manson. By the way, your Manson segment kicks ass. There's no other radio station out there with enough balls to play Manson. Completely. Mandatory no. Manson expected every single weekend. Here on uh, WJFK uh, with El Jefe Side Out. What, what's up with Manson? Now, for all the interesting Manson fans out there, there's something really cool about all of his lyrics, and we just discovered it, me and my fellow band member. Okay. Um, inside every single lyric book he has, he starts words with red letters and gray letters. All the ones in red are really important. All the ones in gray are slightly important. And if you go through and examine it, he truly thinks he is the Antichrist, or either that or he is the Antichrist. 
uh, the statements within the book. I, you know, i got to go back and look at all these. I've never even... Look at that. Learning something new. Mandatory Manson bringing out some great things in the world. What are you shaking your head for? Get out of your house, man. What the hell, dude? you got all that time on your hand to be... What, what the first two letters in every lyric are red and gray. Exactly. <laughs> Leave him alone. I like Marilyn Manson. I like somebody else who likes Manson oh, as much man. as me. Well, spread the word among Manson friends that, uh, friends that they have a they have a uh, ally on the radio. We're not like DC 101 and HFS pussies to play Manson. Yeah, We're going to do that stuff. That, well, they do play it in the background of their um, like traffic and radio. Yeah, stuff. no good. We like we want to hear the lyrics. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. You should get out a little bit more, though. I'll tell my gay bar story in a second, all right? <sighs> First, let's go to line three. Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Hello? Okay. All right. No more procrastinating, man. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. So, you, you know what? Let me uh, let me get some gay music. Gay, 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 gay. All right. Well, you guys know that I am. Uh, I was on the Texas Tech speech and debate team. I've told you that. Gay in itself, yes. And right. uh, you can tell that I am a master orator. Um, <laughs> is that something in the gay community there? Uh, this is the third grade. Master Orator, is that like some kind of Chinese name they give, like all the gay people give each other? The, <laughs> the bottoms all get the Master Orator name or something? Okay, but anyway, I I'm good at public speaking, uh, oratory, okay? Yes, you are. So, by the way, I love this musical cabaret. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, man. It's great. I'm open, man. I, I'm not. I don't swing, yeah. and I'm very heterosexual. Hello, Frisco. <laughs> but I do. But I'm, I'm very open-minded. And now I face hideout. We're not going to discriminate. Anyway, I was with my ex-wife. Um, who we were the only straight people. By the way, El Jefe got divorced this week. So, ladies, I am available. And as you can see, I don't mind going to gay bars, so I'm a very sensitive guy. I'm in touch with my sensitive side. <laughs> and so are my other men. They're in touch with your sensitive side. So, it's not that interesting a story. It's just that I went to a gay bar because everybody on the, on the speech and debate team, except for my ex-wife and I, were, were gay. Jeez. So, I mean, it was a, it was a good place to go. You know, were, you bringing, were you thinking about a third member in your no, swing party or man, something? It was just a bar. No. <laughs> just went and you had drinks. I, come on. There's nothing wrong. Johnny Punani, there's nothing wrong with this, is there? Oh, yeah. Give my man's point of view. What? You mean the gay bars? What's wrong with gay bars? No, nothing. <laughs> They're filled with gay people. No. Oh, come on, man. No, that's incorrect. Gay, that's gay, That's gay. wrong. <laughs> anyway, don't worry. You're definitely asking the wrong guy, man. All right. So, whatever the case, dude, I'm the... I'm I'm not here to put down homosexuals. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying that I went to a gay bar one time, and I got really, really drunk off of Jose Cuervo, and I ended up passing out in the gay bar and with my head down on the table. You <laughs> I set that one up. All right, I'm not going to even go there. That was that's the gayest thing I've ever heard. So anyway, that's it. I mean, I know it was a lot of buildup for a gay passing out, but that's... That's the punchline. I passed out at a gay bar. So how long did you pass out for, do you know? Not very long. I, that, you know, that was actually the first time that I threw up off of alcohol. <laughs> when you yeah, I don't think up. that was alcohol you were throwing up <laughs> off of. Right. When you woke up, were you uh, a little full? Oh, did you, are you Were you sore at all? No, man. What's wrong with you guys? So you guys, all right, how about this? You're so close-minded you'd never go to a gay bar? 
I'm not. Yeah, nah, I'm not. I wouldn't want to go to a gay bar if I had to. Let's, let's say all your friends, because a lot of my friends at that time were homosexuals because of the speech and debate stuff that I was doing. Let's say that all of all your friends happened to be at the time at the radio station were gay. Let's say all your buddies wanted to go somewhere, but they wanted to go somewhere where they felt comfortable. Are you not a good enough of a friend where you'd go where those people wouldn't get ridiculed and you'd just go hang out? No, I'm not. Oh, dude, you're a scumbag. I'm a terrible friend. You're a scumbag. What about you, Dubs? Yeah, I've had gay friends. I've gone to gay bars. I have no problem with it, but I just wouldn't pass out there, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that you know, I, I feel like I'm going to get raped or something, but... I've had my ass grabbed by a gay man before, and I just don't want it to slip over the other side without me knowing, you know? You know, <laughs> you know and there's nothing sadder, too, than not getting hit on. You know what I mean? He's like, I mean... <laughs> no, seriously. Think, I, think about it, though, man. I mean, uh, nobody wants to be so ugly that... Because I, I usually don't have women approach me as it is. All right, and I, I'm a good looking. I'm not that. I got a good look going on. I got stuff going on. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm here. I sound like I'm selling myself now. To, to Dupont Circle. Um, but uh, but I mean, it's like nothing sadder than going to a gay bar where there's a bunch of horny gay guys and not even getting hit on. I mean, you, that does that does help hurt your self esteem. Well, I was in uh, I was at Mardi Gras a few years ago out in New Orleans, and I we walked down Bourbon Street. And we went into the gay section of uh, Bourbon Street. And we didn't know there was actually a gay section of Bourbon Street. But we went down there, and a guy grabbed my ass and was, like, checking me out. And my friends were like, that doesn't bother you? I'm like, hell no, man. I take that as, you know, a compliment. It's not like I'm going to buckle under the pressure or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's, Whatever. It, it's only people that aren't comfortable with their sexuality. <laughs> oh, he's going to make me. Or if he does grab me or hit on me, I, I'm a, I may like it too much. But if you are a woman and a man grabs your ass... Aren't they vindicated to turn around and slap you? Oh, of course. So I mean, why wouldn't that be true for a guy? Because it's two dudes, man. They can, so yeah. they can, do, they can, they can play a little ass grab. No, nah, but I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. You're invading my privacy. Oh, but if a woman touched you, would you care? No, not at all. See, but see, just... I like that. And, and a woman, you know, may turn around and she got her ass grabbed and she may look at the guy and be like, oh, well, I didn't mind that. But then on the other hand, she may turn around and see J-Dubs there and smack him right <laughs> now. <laughs> you might turn around and see J-Dubs there, right? Ew. Keep on messing around, buddy. Oh, you Sicko. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. Does it bother you if you're a heterosexual guy, if, you know, if a homosexual guy, you know, hits on you? Line 4, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Yeah, uh, when I got on my bachelor party, mm -hmm. uh, I passed out, and my buddies, they put a padlock around my uh, nuts. How did they do that? And it was like, <laughs> what you have? <laughs> when I when I woke up, I was in pain. Wow, man! See now that's and that's the other thing too. Thanks for the call, man. That's the other thing too is that guys in their nature do a lot of homosexual stuff anyway. I mean, like yeah. football players, you know, smacking each other with a towel. That's all like wrestling. There's nothing, there's nothing yeah. gayer than wrestling. Right. You know, when you really stop and think about it, a guy's in tights, jumping all sweaty on top of each other. Yet, it's a bunch of mullets that are usually at these wrestling shows that hate gay people. You know what I mean? But yet, you know, right. I'll, I'll watch two sweaty guys jumping all over each other. In, uh, in the shower room of our like wrestling team and football team, it was the gayest thing ever. Like, we would have an exit sign at one end of the locker room, and on the other side there would be a mirror, uh -huh. and we'd, like, 
point the at the mirror to someone and be like, hey, dude, check out that mirror and look at the exit sign. And they're looking up, and we're standing right behind them. We drop our towel, and we're we're, we're playing with ourselves right behind them. <laughs> and they're like, what, what about the exit sign? I don't even, and they look down, they're like, oh! <laughs> like, we used to have this one dude. He was, like, uh, in my fo- uh, on the football team on the varsity. Um, everybody was like, stay away from this guy because he had a very large member. Okay, and so he liked to like flaunt it, and so one of the things. Oh, this is, I got a couple of stories. All right, speaking of, I got a couple more too. So we got time, buddy. All right, here we go. So here, we, so this guy, his whole thing was to freshmen. He was a senior. He was like a star running back, like a fullback, like a like an all stat type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but his favorite thing to do while guys like the freshmen were in their lockers getting dressed and stuff. Is coming up while you're like tying your shoes and smacking you in the face. With, no. With his, with his, uh, with his wang wang. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. Dude. But he, he could never say anything about, you know, anything or can, you know, tell him that, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? Are you gay or something? <laughs> he beat your ass. Yeah, because he beat the hell. And I'm sure that's usually what happens that these guys are so repressed. And they're they're closet homosexuals, but this is their way of getting it out because it's a sports related thing. And we're oh man, this is just sports locker room fun. But some of the gayest things that ever happen in life happen in locker rooms. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Now I have to be really careful with this story. Okay. We'd all be taking a shower together, and we're in one of those big open showers. You know, your own stall. You're in yeah. with the rest oh, of the people. You know, community showers are horrible. <laughs> but like. We do this thing called urine tag. <laughs> and the thing is, like, someone would be up there washing their hair, eyes closed and everything. Okay, and you can't do anything yeah, on okay, anybody. Yeah. And they would look down, and all they'd see is a big puddle of yellow. What? <laughs> if you know what I mean. And then you go, hey, man, tag, you're it. <laughs> what? And, and it was their job to pass it on. You know? What in the so, world is going on in Michigan? <laughs> so when you were it. No, everybody, everybody would see you coming into the shower and run out. So you'd have to be sneaking around the shower. <laughs> so you aren't it anymore. So people aren't afraid to shower with you. You'd have to be, you'd have to peek around the shower, <laughs> wait for someone to be washing their hair, and just run in <laughs> and do it. You know? Yeah. And tag them. And you know what's sad? That that just that didn't just happen in Fowlerville, Michigan. <laughs> that happens in locker rooms, nation, and probably even worldwide. I bet in Afghanistan. They're playing Yurden Tag. Bro, I played football for four years. That never happened in our locker room, I can promise you. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, we might have snapped towels at each other. All we right. never played the, the PP game or whatever it's called. I got an even better one. I got a better one in baseball. <laughs> Didn't all the guys do the helicopter in the locker room, too? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doing it right now. Or, <laughs> or tuck it in and call himself Sally. <laughs> Justine. <laughs> we, I, I always told people I lost it in Nam. <laughs> <laughs> we would have distance contests, though. Get up against the journals and then back up, back yeah. up, back up. See who, who can get the farthest there. All right. See, I'm saying, man, everybody. That's big fun. Everybody does this. El Jefe's hideout. Welcome into it. What's up? Hey. What's up? Uh, when I was in, uh, in high school, I went to high school around here in D.C., we never took showers. We didn't have to take showers, so we never took showers. Yeah, but did you, were you on a sports team? A white dude, I, I won't mention his name, but he took a shower, and he came out, <laughs> and there were no towels. Oh, my God, the brothers killed him because of the size of his wanker. <laughs> I mean, just, and the guy for four years was forever known 
Oh, that's got to be terrible. Yeah. And that's another reason I didn't like to shower. In fact, I'll tell you this. <laughs> at my high school, that's the reason I gave up football. Not only because I did I mean, I had some talent, but I had stopped growing or whatever, and baseball was always my thing. But from football, football was fourth period in the middle of the day. So you would have to shower to go back to class. Baseball was automatically seventh period at the end of the day. Yeah. So I knew that if I just gave it up and got into baseball, I'd never have to shower with any guys, and I avoided it my whole middle school and high school career. Now, there's a lot of people in our school that was really insecure about the size, and they'd always shower with their underwear on. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? got to be kidding. I'll tell you this. Gay, gay, gay. It was. I'll have I work out at Gold's Gym in downtown Silver Spring, and I'll tell you this, even though it's got individual shower stalls, I still will wear my underwear to the stall, inside the stall, then take my underwear off and hang it out outside, <laughs> shower, and then put my dirty underwear back on, and then go back and get dressed. Because I'm that afraid of seeing somebody seeing my tiny winky. The thing is, I'm not afraid of people seeing my unit. I'm, pretty, I'm afraid of everybody seeing the big boils on my ass. <laughs> it's a mess, man. Do you guys want to see it? Yeah, I no. do. Yeah. Let me see it. Line four. No. <laughs> Very sure enough showed his ass. <laughs> Isn't it a mess? Why don't you scrub a little? Hey, line four. I told you, have been wiping forward. <laughs> line four, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Hey, buddy. What's up, brother? When I was in high school, I played football, and at our school, we didn't have the individual showers. We just had the big one shower with a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of heads in there. Yeah, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, there, yeah. Guys. There were only there were only two guys who would take showers together, and they weren't gay or anything. But with this one kid who always took a shower, he was like he was the starting quarterback, the punter, and the cornerback. He thought he was the greatest thing ever. He would always have you when he's getting dressed to say, "Hey, come up, you know what's that?" And point down, you automatically follow with his hand, and say, "You know what's that right there?" And you always point at his stuff. Until a coach came in one day, and he was doing it, and he said, I can't remember who you were saying to him, but he said, hey, you know, what's this? When the coach walked in, he said the kid's name, he said, Porky Pants, you effing queer, and get out of my locker room. Wow. I guess that's one way to handle it. Thanks, man. Uh, our long snapper on our football team, he would, he would always come into the shower the bar soap and do the naked long snap. <laughs> it was the funniest thing you'd ever see. Oh, man. one <laughs> We appreciate everybody uh, hooking us up with the phone calls. All right, let me tell you what happened in baseball, okay? This is really disturbing. <clears throat> we had two guys. Uh, Jeremy and Trey, all right? What these guys would do is, uh, on baseball, we'd drive. You know, we'd, we'd have to get in the bus, and we'd have to drive across Dallas and go and play our games or whatever. But what these guys would do is they would sit in the back of the bus. And you know how on the bus you have the, you know, the big brown seats, and usually it's two people to a seat. Well, these guys were seniors, so they, all had, they each had their own individual seats. So, you know, I had one big guy here and one, you know, one guy here. What they would do is they would pull their pants down, cup and everything, pull it all down, and sit there in the back of the bus and have games as to who, how can I say this correctly, seeing who could pinch their tent quicker. You've got to be kidding. <laughs> so they would sit there and they would manipulate and they would do whatever they could to see who would pinch their tent tent the quickest. <laughs> That's real. I would have just had some freshman come over. 
and prepare me. Yeah, it was. I mean, and that's like that's one of the. I mean, at that point, I was like, right, I'm not sitting at the back of the bus anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, no more for me. I'm going up with the white people in the front. <laughs> in our locker room, we had this big chalkboard, and we would, you know, knock the, the erasers together and get all the chalk onto the board. Uh huh. And we'd be all wet after the shower, and we would run up to it and jump. <laughs> And like, kind of swing ourselves to the side, so we'd get like a printout <laughs> of, of our of our stuff. <laughs> so people would come in the next day just to see like a big like silhouette of us <laughs> on there. <laughs> These, my friends, are your radio hosts. LFA's Hideout, one hundred six point seven WJFK. Line four, welcome into the show. What's up? Hey, what's going on? Not too much, man. Bad, bro. Hey, the one thing that you're talking about, showers and locker rooms, there's uh -huh. nothing in this world that pisses me off more than going to the gym to work out. There's these dudes who just stand there, butt-ass naked, scrubbing their ass, scrubbing their balls, walking around like it ain't nothing. Yeah, you know what? And that's the other thing, too. Like, there are a lot of guys that have no shame. And I, I usually, I mean... You, you you catch a glance. You can't you can't help. You know what I mean? It is and you don't want to seem like you, the worst part is the guy that you're at the gym and you're sitting there and you know you got your towel on. You're in your skivvies going to your shower stall and the guy stops you. And he's like, Hey, Hefe, what's up? Man? <laughs> he's buck ass naked. He's a yeah. big fat guy. He's sitting there. You know he's got one, one leg, arm. One, one arm, one leg back. Hey man, I heard the show this weekend. He's like bouncing around. <laughs> Jiggling everywhere. It was a great show, man. When you had to call your mom and tell her you held her vibrator in her hands, that's funny stuff. <laughs> you just got dangling everything. People have no no regard for other people. And you know the one guy who's just really fighting to be gay when he's in there too, like not to be like not to seem gay or anything, because he's the one guy with his eyes glued to the ceiling. Well, that's then, me though. And then he like sneaks a pick down. He's like, oh. Uh. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing too is that never. I don't think there's any more ever eye contact than there is in a, probably a locker room with two gay guys. Because usually when you're talking to somebody, there's not a whole lot of eye locking and you know you're doing this, or you're having this. But you got two naked dudes sitting in the gym, they're looking at each other's eyes. And it's like really awkward because they both know that neither one of them wants to look down to check out the package. I've got one more shower room story and I'm, I'm going to be done with them. Okay. So <laughs> People... What is this Jizo Flip stuff? He spent half his life in a locker room and a shower room at that. People who left their lockers unlocked, we'd go in there, grab their shampoo out, and relieve ourselves into the, uh, into the bottle. <laughs> and the next day, you'd see them sitting in the shower, pouring the stuff in their hands, rubbing it in their hair. What? 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 <laughs> so you would, you would use their shampoo as a urine. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is so wrong. That is pretty good. 1-800-636-1067. 202-432-1067. Well, we meant to talk about SARS. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I admitted uh, my gay bar experience, and things just got really out of hand. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And uh, we can save the SARS discussion for later on, because I need to. Uh, we need to talk about Spoon going on vacation. So one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. And actually, we should hold auditions for Spoon's job. <laughs> you want to hold an audition for Spoon's job? 
You Me? Might? Yeah, I think so. Why not? So you think if if you think you could do two scoops of spoon or a spoon's job, light up the phone lines. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise we will not be gone very long. Hang out. We'll be right back. Tell Hefe's hideout. WJFK. This is not a replay. Good call. This show is live. You've restored my faith in radio. Thank you very much, El Hefe. WJFK. WJFK. This is a specific warning to the women of the Washington, D.C. metro area. Protect yourselves from SARS. Contrary to popular belief, SARS is not new. This plague has been running rampant in D.C. for about 15 years. You know this? Because we can ask at least three different babies' mamas about SARS. Spoons all raunchy sperm. Please consider this public service announcement our attempt at a preemptive strike against SARS. Spoons all raunchy sperm. Be on the lookout for a five-foot, six-inch Donnie Wahlberg on crack lookalike. <laughs> and know this prick is going to try and use this show as his vehicle for spreading this disease. Yeah, everybody knows that. SARS. Spoons all raunchy sperm. Ladies, please do your part to stop the spread of SARS. By not sleeping with spoons. It don't matter, just don't bite it. Because we care. El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. El Jefe. Radio people are afraid of automation. I say it's great because then you can take 20 and 30 minute naps. 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. That is Spoon. That is J-Dubs. Johnny Punani working the phones. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Frank, thanks for holding. Welcome into all half face hideout on WJFK. How's it going, man? What's up, brother? Not much. Uh, my aunt lives in uh, Utah, and she went to the doctor because she had a bad cough for a couple of days. And the doctor came out to the waiter and asked her how long she had a cough for. My uncle intervenes. Goes ever since she got back from Hong Kong, and the doctor about fell on the damn floor. Really? Yeah. Were they just messing with the doctor? Uh, no, she really had a cough, but my uncle was just screwing around. Oh, okay. After, after he got off the floor, my uh, uncle kind of told him what was really going on. And oh, he's he just yeah. BSing the doctor. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. That's kind of like something I did for uh, for April Fool's Day mm-hmm. when I told my girlfriend that I had a bump. In the area, and I, <laughs> I haven't been with anybody else in the past, you know, year and a half, whatever. It must be from you, you know. <laughs> oh the hell no! Have you been doing, you know. So you told her that you uh, you caught a VD. Yeah. And you blamed it on her. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, or what was it, April Fool's Day? Yeah. <laughs> ladies, Valid. ladies, that's what you get whenever you go out with J Dubs. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Well, I wanted to get to this SARS. Um, there's something that I, I, I stumbled across while on AOL for broadband uh, doing some show prep. The show must go on, eh? That's the rallying cry of several Canuck performers in light of the SARS scare that's paralyzed the uh, city of Toronto recently. Homegrown talents like Avril Lavigne, Sum 41, Bare Naked Ladies, Sarah McLaughlin, those are just some of the musical acts slated for the June 21st musical marathon dubbed the Concert for Toronto. Now, the concert is the city's latest effort to shake itself out of the economic tourism woes suffered since the outbreak of SARS, severe acu- uh, severe. Severe acute respiratory syndrome. Not spoons all raunchy sperm, but the real SARS. Yeah. Um, the 
um, epidemic has cost the city's tourism industry probably they're estimating somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred and sixty million dollars. So so far twenty nine high ball. No one goes to Canada that much. I don't. I wouldn't think so. Um, twenty nine people have died in the area since the outbreak of the dread, dreaded flu like virus, and the World Health Organization has withdrawn an early travel advisory, and the uh, city is still on the list of SARS infected areas. So this actually came. It, 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 it made me think of something. I had done a bit previously called Moron Madness. And if we're on again in March, we'll probably bring Moron Madness back. But I had a, I had a, a tournament set up, and there were different brackets. There were artists, like singers. There were movie stars. There were local celebrities, and there were sports figures. And in Moron Madness, these people would battle each other. So the first person who's seven would move on. Example, in the artist, it was Fred Durst versus Kid Rock. I hate both of these douches. So we were trying to crown the ultimate moron. And so this is something similar to that. I am um, rooting for SARS. I actually hope that SARS is victorious. Because I truly believe, thanks to people like Spoon, this earth is overpopulated. And I think that overpopulation is one of the biggest problems that we have on this earth. More so than even terrorism. Overpopulation, in my opinion, is killing way more people than terrorism has ever has. And you have way more people suffering from overpopulation. So, with that, I have created this closet. And get the door sound effect ready, Spoon. I have created a closet. And in this closet, we have room for ten people. Okay? If you could lock ten people into this closet... Who would it be? Who are the ten people that you would like to get rid of most? Who are the ten people that you would like to hurt the most? 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Here's the person that I, right off the bat, would love. Now, again, we're not saying we want this person to die. Because you don't automatically die when you get SARS. You just get really, really sick, and probably two out of ten of these people will die. But who? We only have room for ten people. Who are the ten people that you would like to uh, like to lock in the SARS closet? Well, I I got one right off the top of my head, Michael J. Fox. What? <laughs> oh. How many people have SARS and Parkinson's? You know? Oh no, dude! It'd be history, history in the making. You know, be the sacrificial lamb, Michael. Let's do this. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ Hideout. Let's all... shake it up a little bit. <laughs> EJ Hideout, all one word at yahoo.com. I'll tell you who is at the top of my list that I would love to not only lock in the SARS closet because we'd get rid of them for a little while, but then of course the infection that comes with it. J Lo. J Lo is at the top of my list because to me there is no more of an annoying celebrity right now than Jennifer Lopez. Um, I honestly was of the opinion that her career was going to be dead after she did the movie Selena. That that thought she'd be typecast as Selena. Right. And I'll be honest, the next three movies that I saw her in, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, oh, look, there's Selena with Ice Cube and Anaconda. Right, well, see, the white people didn't see Selena, so... No, and I guess that was a... And that was the thing that I... That was the thing that I... No, you're completely right, though. That was something... I know I didn't. That was something I didn't take into account because when Selena died down in Texas, man, that was huge. I mean, every single car, like in my high school parking lot, had like the uh, the shoe polish with like "We miss you, Selena," you know, all right. over it. Like, when is when is Missy Elliott gonna come up with a tribute song for Selena and start making <laughs> Selena T-shirts like she has for Left Eye and Aaliyah? 
1067 202 432 that Ferrari to pass? Wow, bro. What's wrong? <laughs> do you have ADD? Dude, just... <laughs> you yeah, I, probably, I probably do. You're sitting here. We're Dude, talking. that was nice. I mean, you're looking at Main... Dude, you want, you you want to go sit on Main Street and look at cars? You see a $300,000 car roll pass, man. You know, you take notice. All right, I have another room. I have somebody else I'd like to throw in the SARS closet. Spoon. Oh, you... <laughs> Two out of ten are now taken. J-Lo and Spoon in the SARS closet. Now, another thing, like just like J-Lo, I think this woman is more deserving than J-Lo. Okay. Madonna. Oh, that is a good one. Madonna's been annoying yeah. the ages. I agree with you there, what? sir. I'll put her in myself. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan, and when she said that... You know, something's wrong with America where they won't let uh, a true artist like Roman Polanski back in this country, but Howard Stern is still able to be on the air. What is that? When she said that, yeah, she automatically. So Madonna, Spoon, and J-Lo are all locked in the SARS closet. one 800 Michael J. Fox? No. <laughs> I'm not letting Michael J. Fox. Right, right. How about this prick from middle school that came up with the name Jelly Roll Johnson? <laughs> That's what, that was my nickname in high school, in middle school. What <laughs> 800 That prick is in there, and now I'm throwing away the goddamn key. No. Jelly Roll. Line four, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Who would you throw in the SARS closet? Uh, I would definitely throw in Leonardo DiCaprio and 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 who and Cher. Ooh, yeah. Cher is one. Leonardo and Cher. Thanks, man. What I like it? Leo. Eh, I'm not so upset with Leo. I uh, the only thing that upsets me about Leo is that I rented Catch Me If You Can about a week ago and I still haven't watched it yet. Oh my God, dude, that is an awesome movie. I know I've got it sitting. I've been doing so much work here at the radio station. Yeah. I haven't had the time. Tomorrow morning, I'm definitely Incredible. definitely watching Catch Me If You Can. Line five. Who would you throw into uh, the SARS closet? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I would throw in, I don't know his name, but I would throw in the creator of those Walmart commercials because nobody is that happy at Walmart all the time. Those are ridiculous. That's a great point. <laughs> or all those uh, little high school girls are talking about, oh, I can't wait to go shop at Walmart. Yeah. I like Walmart. I don't know. Oh, I love it, but no high school girls are shopping there for clothes. You know what's funny though is that you know if you get a job at Walmart, you're not you're not as bubbly and as happy as uh, the commercials probably make it out to be. Or or all the pictures above your head at the like all the uh, checkout lanes. They always have pictures of workers that are all happy, and then you get to the actual worker, and he's disgruntled as hell. You know, he's <sighs> all right. <laughs> more toilet paper, more condoms. I'm not getting any tonight. <laughs> One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Who would you throw in the SARS closet? Yo, what's that guy from that TV show Punk and that '70s show? Ashton Kutcher. I Ash love to watch that guy burn. Oh, no way! <laughs> that guy rocks! Ashton Kutcher? You're an Ashton Kutcher fan? I am, too. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I like the show, but he can get pretty annoying. Oh, man, he's one of the funniest guys out there right now. I'm, that's going too far, man. Yeah. Yeah. No way. You're, you're uh, taking it okay. way too far. Watch. watch his movie career. What do you mean? I mean, watch his movie career. I'm just calling married. it now. I'm just, call yeah, just married with a big black butt. Well, you know, everybody has their uh, bad ones. <laughs> what, yeah, that was his only one. one 800 Dude, where's my car? Oh, that was a terrible move. <laughs> that was a... Oh, my... Okay, callers. Dude, where's my car? That's only funny if you're a stoner. 
Okay. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. No, there's not. Okay. And even if there are, <laughs> who gives a damn? That was still a crappy movie. That was awesome. 1-800-636-Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that was a funny part. Who would you lock in the SARS closet? Celine Dion. It's all these singers, man. Madonna. They're all women, too. Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah, all Big these. shocker. What is it about women? <laughs> Thanks for the call. Welcome into All Half Face Hideout. Who are you throwing yeah, in the voices. closet? Hello? Yo. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'd throw in Jimmy Buffett because, I mean, I'm yes. a... <laughs> Amen. Ever since he wrote that damn book, he's a douchebag. <laughs> down with all parrot heads. I hate them all. Yeah, man, I and come on. We had to dump. Hey, watch the language, little boy. No swearing. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. But Jimmy Buffett was a good grab. I went to his uh, Margaritaville. Good grab. Yeah. Grab, oh, grab him, grab him, throw him into that damn SARS closet. All right, so in the SARS closet so far, the guy who created the Walmart commercials <laughs> Ashton Kutcher, J Lo, Spoon, Madonna, Celine Dion, Jimmy Buffett. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Who are you throwing into the SARS closet? Yeah, I tell you, Dirk Nowitzki says that uh, he should throw in the whole San Antonio Spurs team. Oh, I, I, Tim Duncan. If only we could have thrown Tim Duncan in the SARS closet. That is the whole San Antonio Spurs team. A week ago. God damn. What do you got to pour salt into the wounds? <laughs> you know, I'm the biggest Dallas Mavericks fan in the world, and you're pouring the salt into the wounds. Thank you. Who are you throwing in the... Uh, I'm throwing Tim Duncan in the SARS. Well, it's too late now. I can't... Maybe there's always next year. Tim, uh, Tim Duncan, Shaq, all of them. Kobe. Maybe the Mavs can win something next hey, year. That was my number one. Shaq. Kobe is a good one, too. I'm yeah, throwing... I like Kobe. Shaq is. Ugh. Kobe's going in the closet. Line two. Welcome into All Half Face Hideout. Hey, guys. It's three of them I want to throw in right quick. Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm sick of her. <laughs> How about her, baby? Catherine, uh, what's her name? Angela Jolie. I'm sick of her. And Vanessa Williams. I'm sick of her. Now, why do you hate that? I mean, those are all. Fairly decent. Well, first of all, Catherine Zeta Jones should. Man, what is she doing with that old man? Yeah. Then, you got, then you've got Angela Jolie. She can't make up her mind. She's giving it to everybody. That's true. And then Vanessa Williams, she dumps her man to go after some young basketball player. All um, right. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, I think those are all legitimate. The biggest reason is I, I don't think that we uh, we have room in the closet for Catherine Zeta Jones the way that bitch blew up. I mean, she's fat now. Yeah. Who, who's fat or her? Christy Alley. Christy Alley still, but geez, man. Yeah, she can, she let herself Zeta go. Jones. Thanks for the call, brother. one 800 636 We're trying to lock people up in the SARS closet. All right, we already have too many people in the closet now, but uh, maybe we can sacrifice some people if you have good if you have good ones. Welcome into All Happy Side Out on WJFK. Who are you throwing in the SARS closet? Hello? Yes. Hey, can I throw Dr. Phil in there, please? Oh, that's oh, absolutely, good one. honey. You know, oh, you ruined Oprah. Um, you know what hurt? What happened? <laughs> Oprah too? Is that what you said? Dr. Phil? Yeah. Oh. You know, here's the thing. You remember how the Dixie Chicks said that President Bush was an embarrassment to Texas? Yeah. Uh huh. Screw that. Dr. Phil. Is an embarrassment to Texas. He's an embarrassment to the United States. You know what pisses me off? We were just talking about the Dallas Mavericks. I hate that that prick has courtside seats for the Mavs. And every time there's a nationally televised game on like TNT or something, they always show Dr. Phil courtside next to Mark Cuban. It ticks me right off. Thank you, honey. Oh, you're welcome. 
You want to take Spoon's place? <laughs> I let it go. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. She can kiss my place. Um, we'll take a couple more calls. Who would you throw in the SARS closet? El Jefe's hideout. Rolling strong on WJFK. Let's go uh, right here. Who would you throw in the SARS closet to get infected and horrible, nasty things happen to them? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I got uh, two people I'd like to throw in the closet. Okay. Uh, whatever y'all's names are, because you guys are terrible, man. Where did JFK get you guys from? And who was the other person? Both of you. <laughs> well, Spoon's already in there. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. JFK. We're really not that big with the urban, are we? <laughs> if we came over here and asked if anybody needed their ass kicked, wouldn't sound so f***ing smug now, would you? <laughs> yes, yeah, son. The best part about that is whenever Spoon, he's like pantomiming along <laughs> with the drop. Uh, let's go right here. Uh, line four, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Who are you throwing in the SARS closet? Well, either that last caller or Justin Timberlake. All right, the last caller can go in. We just hope he dies on the Beltway this evening. But uh, Justin Timberlake, I love him. He That's really? a definite. That's a definite. I am a big Timberlake fan, man. That guy's pimping. You can't deny it. He man. can play some ball too, man. I I got respect for him after that. You know what I mean? Where did you see him play ball? Uh, in the MTV like games, and then uh, on the All Star break, he played at halftime. Did he? You, really? you didn't see? You didn't see? I, I mean, no, I last mean, few years he's been doing this. Really? Show. Yeah, he could play. Um, Timberlake. I mean, I'm not a hater either way. I mean, that last song is kind of growing on me a little bit. Where I think the one where he's asking the chick to dance with him. Yeah, I mean, his music is gay, gay, yeah, gay, but... gay. You yeah, you but... actually like a lot of stuff that tend to be a little fairy like. Yeah, or... so I, do. I, I, I tend to be a lot of light in a lot of my music taste. Dubs really enjoys uh, being light in the pants with Timberlake, Friends. Oh, I love Friends, man. All right, we're gonna run through these real quick. Uh, throwing people in the sorry. Chandler's closet. my favorite. <laughs> rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. Line one. Who are you throwing in the stars closet? What's going on, Jet? What's up? All right. Have you seen Christina Aguilera recently? Now that she's gained all this weight oh. and and dyed her hair black. You know what though? To me, that just makes her attainable, man. Yeah. Oh no! More cushion no. for the push. No, you can you can you can bang her and you can say you banged her and show everybody like the older pictures of her. Yeah, but then I got one more. I got one more. Uh huh. And then Dallas, uh, Diamond Dallas, man, Diamond. Uh, what is his name? Diamond Dave. Diamond. Okay. Da Diamond Dallas Page. Might as well jump, jump into a freaking hole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, David Lee Roth. I guess, yeah, I'm again. Yeah. I'm assuming. Rapid fire. Who would you throw into uh, the SARS closet? Well, I'll throw in that fat slob Anna Nicole. Anna Nicole's another good one. Yeah. How about just all fat chicks? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Drop them off and throw them in the SARS closet. Line four. Who would you throw in the SARS closet? Uh, throw in the Dixie chicks. The Dixie Chicks. Again, fat girls. Uh, <laughs> line, line six, who are you throwing in the SARS closet? Oh, I'm going to go with Jesse Jackson and on because if these guys were, like, in the fourth grade, they'd be level troublemakers and have to stay after school. Amen. You know what? And I, I, I am a, uh, I'm a very liberal person, but I do have to say that it's true. I mean, you got troublemakers everywhere, but I, I do think that Jesse Jackson's a little shady. Oh, yeah. Those guys are clowns, you know? They're, they're doing nothing for the cause. They're they're not, not, you're completely right. I think they're setting the movement back. I think originally they had some, some thoughts that may have been positive, but now they've become caricatures of themselves. That's right. They had good intentions, but they're extortionists now. That's what they are. Well, allegedly. They are extortionists. All right. Well, here we go. Um, if, if it was between Jesse Jackson and Justin Timberlake, who are you putting in the SARS closet? 
Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson or Catherine Zeta-Jones? Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson or Spoon? Spoon. <laughs> I'd have to say Spoon as well. Oh! 1-800-636-1067-202. I just let one of my special men fly and we'd all break out. 202-432-1067. I tell you what. We're going to come right back and give you an NYPD Blue box set. It's time for us to play a little game called The Police Blotter. We have a bunch of stories uh, all relating to us, the hosts. And we need one person right now to play for the NYPD Blue box set, DVD set. Um, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. As soon as we get this one person on the line to play with the police blotter, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back, and what we're going to do is we're going to give away some prizes, and we're going to go to the police blotter. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. If you want to win some prizes, we're going to do it right now on El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. I just want to say this guy's talking. I want to hear the replay. You can have a sense of humor about that. I don't know what you can have a sense of humor about. El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Radio people are afraid of automation. I say it's great because then you can take 20 and 30 minute naps. 106.7 WJFK. Welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. I am El Jefe. We're recording in the other room, correct? Yes, we are. All right, kick ass. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for you to get to know your hosts. Here in El Jefe's Hideout, we uh, had a serial killer Saturday night earlier this evening, and we are now going to play a police blotter game, okay? We know that we're all scumbags. If you've listened to this show, you've probably found out that we are indeed scumbags. So joining you is El Jefe, Spoon, J-Dubs, Johnny Punani is here. And actually, let's give a big round to uh, Big Ass Packers fan. Yeah. Is anybody finding strange that Big Ass Packers fan is wearing Chicago Bears? I know. He mentioned that before. Hey, man, that's the greatest player ever right there on that jersey. So here's how it's... Sanders got some beat. No, 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 no. Yeah. The right. greatest player could kick it, punt it, throw it, everything. Walter Payton. All right, here we go. Uh, on line two, we have Lou. Line four, we have Mike. Line three, Mike. And also line six, David. All of you people are going to have an opportunity to win, so I need everybody to hold on the line right now. What's up for grabs is a NYPD Blue box set. Uh, the first season DVDs, okay? Now, here's how the police blotter game works. You, let's go to Mike. Mike, line six in Fairfax. You there? Yeah. All right, buddy. Here's how the game's going to work. We're going to read off different scenarios. You have to pick which host this scenario happened to. If you get three out of five, you win the NYPD blue box set. Okay? Okay. Now do I have to go by their name? Spoon, J-Dubs, uh, Johnny Punani, or Miel Hefe. Okay? Okay. So here we go. And this is the NYPD blue music in the background. Here's here's the first story, okay? I don't know how much you've listened to the show. Oh, of course, all the time. Outstanding. <laughs> all right, Mike. I'll do on this, but I listen to the show all the time regardless. Okay, here we go. Who was it? Was it El Jefe? Was it J-Dubs? Was it Spoon? Or was it Johnny Punani? Who had his 21st birthday busted by the cops 
because of sorority sluts. Which host was that? That sounds pretty good. As a fraternity man myself, Okay. I'll go with... Now, mind you, here's some things to go through your thought process. Who here went to college? Who here seems educated enough to go to college? All right, so take those things into mind as we go through this. Okay. All right, who do you think it would be? And the choices, again, are... El Jefe, that's me, Spoon, the serial killer king, J-Dubs, who uh, used to be a pizza man, or Johnny Punani, and we really don't know much about Johnny Punani, other than the fact he looks like a serial killer. And wears Velcro shoes. Well, I'm going to go with J-Dubs. J-Dubs is incorrect. Oh. I do sound very educated, though, I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. That's right, though, man. you still you got to get three out of five, okay? All right. All of these police blotters, this is our run-ins with the cop. All right. Which host, after police busted a teenage party, this person tried to walk past the cops and on his way out with a brown paper bag full of beer in plain sight? Which host do you think was dumb enough to do this? J-Dub. <laughs> He's just going to keep trying until he gets it right. Sorry, it was not J-Dub. All right, you got to get the next three in a row. Yeah, you got to sweep it here, man. Oh, yeah? All right, here we go. Which person was busted skinny dipping with three guys? I can't say hey, pulling, right? <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't I wish he was. God. Um... Sucks of Monona. I'd say uh, the serial killer. Spoon? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. You lose. You are 0 for 3. And I guess it's good that we haven't given out who it is yet because these questions are still wide open for everybody else. So what we'll do is we'll go to line 2. Lou. You still there, Lou? Yep. All right. We'll give you the same question. Which host do you believe was busted skinny dipping with three guys? Data. That is J-Dub. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. You're one for one. You're on your way to winning that NYPD Blue box set, the first season DVD. Dubs, what is that story, man? That story was, all right, there was no plan of skinny dipping. We were just driving down a street in Fowlerville. We saw this big open lake. So we pulled over to the side of the road, decided, hey, let's go swimming. We don't have anything to swim in, so we just took all our clothes off. There's a big high dive on this thing. The cops rolled by. All of us are standing naked on the high dive. <laughs> the big uh, bright light flashes on us, and all you, we're just sitting there, oh, damn, we're caught. <laughs> so, uh, caught there, with our pants down. So you were skinny dumping with three guys. That's yeah. the moral of the story. Yep. Well, congratulations to Lou. He's on his way to picking up that NYPD blue box set. All right, your next question, Lou. Uh, typical of a young stud, this host was out with his boys watching Mar March Madness. He was busted on a DUI with a blood alcohol level of .11. Do you think that would be Johnny Punani, El Jefe, me, Spoon, or J-Dubs? Spoon. <laughs> it does make sense, because Spoon is a scumbag. But actually, no, it was not Spoon. <laughs> uh... That's right, though. You still have uh, plenty of opportunities left. Here's a good one. This person was caught in mid-toke while sitting on the wrong side of the residential street in his car having a who-can-take-the-biggest-hit contest. Spoon, El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Johnny Punani? Spoon. That has to be. <laughs> yeah, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. Any more you want to reveal with that story, Spoon? Oh, God, man. That story was so... We were so stupid, man. We were parked... You know how some streets in a residential area, you got to park one way? Uh -huh. You can't, you know, you got to have uh, the passenger side to the curb. And you can only park that way. We were parked the opposite way, totally stoned off her ass. Like... <laughs> Bro, 
look at that one. That was awesome. He's like, oh, man, that ain't nothing. Watch this. And then all of a sudden it was like, on our window, this guy's blowing pot smoke out of my mouth, and the cop is looking right at me with the cheesiest grin ever, dude. <laughs> so what happened? Did you get, did you get busted? I, mean, I got an open warrant writ out. He was actually kind enough to let me go that night. See? To, and, but he wrote up an open warrant, which I got uh, busted for on another whole another story later on. <laughs> is that somewhere in this? <laughs> no, no, not that. It's not I in this have enough room. All right, Lou, man, <laughs> you're two for three. All you got to do is get one more correct, and you pick up on an NYPD Blue uh, first season box set DVD, man. Here we go. Was it Johnny Punani? Was it El Jefe? Was it J-Dubs? Was it Spoon? This is the police blotter. Which host was busted by the police while giving oral to a chick in a car. Johnny Punani. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, man. That's incorrect. <laughs> well, I mean, we can always change it. So yes. uh, I, uh, I'm too slick to get caught. We can change it to do it and be correct. <laughs> I, uh, I actually find, oh. I find it funny. Let me ask you this. I'm not going to reveal who the who the actual person was, Lou, and it's okay because you're now you know you're two for two or two for four. All right. So you'll have a chance in a second. Johnny Punani, when was the last time that you were able to give oral to a woman? What last was month. <laughs> last month? Yeah. You've had sex in the last yeah in 2003. <laughs> really? Really? Hey, you know you get to a certain age and you make certain amenities and other women who are divorced with kids and you know it, it, it's I'm saying you guys you guys are way too young to know. That you hit 35 to 40, and that's the prime because that's when everybody's, you know, all the women that are 35 to 40. And I mean, people out there call later in, they, they'll support me. I guarantee it. Because there are women out there, they've been through the first marriage, you know, and they're kind of, they're not on the rebound. They're, they're sort of like, it's been so long for them that they're looking for it, and all you got to do is go out and find it. And I mean, you can look at me. You can look at me. You can look at me and see that I am no, you know, sexual prime kind of guy. All right? That's right. That's happening. Here's Green Bay Packer, but he's tapping my belly. But I mean, hey, I got my, you know, the term is FB, and everybody knows what that means. You're F, buddy. That's right. Down, down at the beach, and, you know, once a month, go, go down bro. there. All right. She takes the, the kid goes, off, uh, kid goes to the name. dad's house. Or Get it where you can. House. That's right. What were you going to say, Lou? What's his name? Oh, what's his name? <laughs> you want to know what I think we need to take one off here. Uh. <laughs> Look at Lou contributing to the show. I like that, Lou. All right, man. So uh, either this one gets you the NYPD blue box set or you lose. Here we go, Lou. We're going to make this one a tough one. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. All right, man. Here we go. This person was caught driving on an expired temporary tag while delivering pizza. Oh, it's J-Dub. No! I got you. I knew I would throw people off. <laughs> Listen to Spoon giving it away. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lou, man. Uh, thank sorry. You guys are great. Thanks for playing thank the you. game. Thanks, Keep Lou. it up. All right, brother. Let's go to uh, Mike. Mike, are you still there? Yeah, what's up, guys? All right, brother. We uh, got to get three out of five. It's El Jefe's Hideout Police Blotter playing for the NYPD Blue box set DVD of the first season. Here we go now. <clears throat> All right. This person was made to stand on one foot and count backwards from 20 after being found in a parked car at a public park with another dude at 2 a.m. Hey, what is with tonight? It's all gay stuff. <laughs> it really has been a pretty gay show tonight. Damn. Hey, not... Was it El Jefe? Was it Spoon? Was it J-Dubs? Or was it Johnny Punani? Uh, J-Dubs. 
No. <laughs> you are incorrect. That's right. Anything that sounds gay is like, get up. <laughs> After the whole skinny dipping with all the guys thing, I could, I, I'll agree that was pretty homosexual. All right, here we go. That's all right, man. You only missed one. Um... After a wicked yelling match with his chick in a bar, this host managed to drink himself silly. He was pulled over for driving under the influence with a blood alcohol level of .18. It's the El Jefe police blotter. El Jefe, Spoon, J-Dubs, and Johnny Punani are your choices. What do you think, Mike? Spoon. No, it wasn't Spoon, actually. No. And at some point, we're going to have to start telling who it was. Not a big In fact, we're going to start now. That was Johnny Punani. Yes, it was. Johnny Punani, what happened with that story? Man? Well, I mean, this is a while ago, and, you know, it's standard stuff. I mean, every guy that's, you know, been in a relationship, you try to impress your chick, take her out, you know, to, you know McDonald's. No, it wasn't McDonald's. See, that's where he makes his mistake. Oh, no, and we go there, and what is she bitching about? She's bitching about me drinking. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I don't need to hear this right now. Bro, don't try to impress them, man. That's your mistake. Don't try to impress the ladies. This is Let the them impress you. This is the reason why I have an F and you have your left hand. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Right. All right. No, but yeah, I mean, just to finish it up, sure enough, go out there. Yell a match. They ask us to leave the restaurant. She takes off. I go back in. I knew the bartender, so three drinks the rest of the night. Pulled over. Uh, the guy kind of looks at me. He says, uh, you know, walk in line. And, I mean, I, my first step, and I was leaning over 45 degrees. I knew it was over. Stop drinking, Johnny. So how long did What was your punishment? It was six months. Uh, what is it? Six months suspension. I had to go to the ADC class alcohol. Uh, oh, that's not uh, really. But this was. I mean, this was before they really came down. Yeah. You know, it was like literally like three months before they cracked down. Now you do it, man. You're really messed up. All right, getting back to Mike and the hey, police slaughter just... game. Yeah. All right, I'll give you another. We'll give you another go round with this. This host had his 21st birthday busted by the cops because of sorority sluts. Now, somebody already said J-Dubs, so we know that isn't J-Dubs, so we'll, we'll automatically eliminate same Dubs. Story? Yeah, we'll do the same, because we haven't given the answer. Oh, all right, all right. Was it El Jefe, was it Spoon, or was it Johnny Punani? Hello? Who was it? Spoon. Spoon. No, sorry. That was actually me. Uh, for my 21st birthday at Texas Tech University, a bunch of buddies threw a party for me. And uh, at this party, we had some sorostitutes or sorority sluts come over. And they were doing beer bongs on the front yard. And so the cops showed up at my 21st birthday and busted my birthday party. Uh, we'll give you whoa. Here we go. You get, if you get one more wrong, dude, you're out of the game. This person was pursued by police at the age of 11 after throwing snowballs at cop cars. Ah, oh, we lost Mike. All right, well, we're going to have to go to line four then. He got dejected. This is Mike in Manassas. Mike, are you there? Yeah, buddy. Hey, real quick, that guy, Mike, you guys gave him two chances. Oh, did we really? Yeah, that was the first Mike. That's how it's pronounced. Like, please don't give him those DVDs. All right, well, here we go then, Mike. I tell you what, regardless... We'll see what happens here, but I'm ready to uh, to give up on the police blotter. So here we go. Are you ready? Yep. This person was pursued by police at age 11 after throwing snowballs at cop cars. Um, I'm going to have to say J-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound very J-Dub's-esque. Actually, I have done that before, but never police have uh, ever come after me. But... Pussy. That was actually Spoon. <laughs> Spoon, what was the story behind that? Well, like I said, I was 11 years old, man, and uh, a bunch of friends that I hung out with with her a little older, and we started throwing. It started off just regular, just like big trucks, because you could get away with that, like school buses and big trucks, and then uh, 
I had the balls to throw it at a couple cop cars, and they turned around, and they were they were after us. We hopped on my buddy's uh, Yamaha 80 and sped away. <laughs> You're such trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, that's right, man. You just missed one. Let's go again. Now, Jefe's police blotter. Getting a chance to know that the, the people on your radio are true scumbags. The person... This person had his friend's car towed away from a police station where it was set to be impounded. Was it Spoon? Was it El Jefe? Was it J-Dubs? Or was it Johnny Punani? Who would have the balls to have a car that was about to be impounded by the police? Who would have the balls to have it towed away? I'm going to say Johnny Punani. No. <laughs> I think everybody's yanking on me. No one has said El Hefe yet on anything. Nobody has said El Hefe. Freaking virgin, you know. Geez. Actually, that was Spoon. Now, yes. Spoon actually has a pretty interesting story on this one. What was it, Spoon? Oh, gosh. This is a long one, bro. A friend of mine was visiting. I was working in Baltimore. This dumbass comes, knows there's going to be a toll, does not have money for the toll, is carrying... Uh, some illegal substances with them, okay? A friend of yours? No way. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. So he calls me. He's like, look, I didn't have uh, money for the toll. Uh, come to find out my license is uh, suspended. I need you to get my car out of here. You know how they at the toll they actually have a Maryland State uh, police barracks right there. Not barracks, but, uh, you know, a station. So he gets taken under custody. He knows his car is about to be impounded because uh, he's driving on dead tags, license suspended, all that stuff. I quickly call up, you know, the first uh, tow truck company in the phone book, say, look, man, I got this car on, uh, you know, the, the Baltimore Harbor Tunnel, and I need you to go pick it up. This guy, he goes right out there, picks it up before the cops impound company could get there, brings it to my work, we're all safe. So it gets away. And this was to save yourself from being busted. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty smart. Again, trash. Uh, spoon in. Whatever. All right, here we go. <laughs> you, you're 0 for 2. Here's Here it is. All right. This person <laughs> called the police on a party he was attending because it sucked. <laughs> what? what? Uh, this is a dick. Huh? Whoever this is is a dick. Yeah. So uh, think about this. Who's the biggest dick on the show? Ah, uh, you should be throwing me a curveball, though. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say El Jefe. No, I mean, I am the biggest dick on the show, but uh, it was actually J-Dubs. So. Actually, I called the cops twice, and I probably... Oh, <laughs> I just... you were there? Yeah, I ducked in the bathroom, called the cops, because it was funny, you know? This... <laughs> All right, me and my friend go to this party. It ends up being a formal party. All these people are wearing ties and everything. Me and my buddy are standing there in jeans and a sweatshirt, drinking 40s. <laughs> we're like, dude, this blows, man. <laughs> jeans and a sweatshirt. <laughs> And so we call the cops. The cops come in. They're like, hey, uh, we got a call. You guys have to turn this down. And they're like, okay. And they don't turn it down. So, like, hell, let's call them again. <laughs> After that, they took uh, a couple people to jail. Cause swinging party with a flock of seagulls in the background. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> you know what, Mike? F it, dude. Congratulations. You've won the NYPD block set. Uh, NYPD yeah. Blue. First season is on DVD. I want you to hold on. Johnny Punani's going to get all your information, man. Congratulations. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. It's so funny. We were putting together this police blotter game. And uh, let's go through these real quick. Um, the young stud who was watching March Madness and got the DUI at the blue the point one one, that was Johnny Punani as well. 
Yeah. I don't know what his problems are with alcohol. <laughs> Have you <Drunk>. seen him? <laughs> That's true. I guess if I looked like that, I would uh, <laughs> I would also be a, be a drinker as well. Um, not only that, so he was the one that blew the 111 and also the 1.8. This hosted his 21st birthday bashed uh, because of the uh, sorority sluts. That was me. This host uh, was busted by the cops while giving oral to a chick in a car. That was me. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, I was with some whore, and, uh, <clears throat> and and you gave oral to her. Well, I was. <laughs> yeah. that'd, be the, that'd be the last thing on my mind. Well, it wasn't an actual prostitute, <laughs> but the thing about this chick was that um, you know we're going at it or whatever, and you know so I decided to do that, and uh, as as I'm in the act because we went and we parked like in this neighborhood that was getting built up. And so, you know, there's nobody around. You figure it's dark. It's a dark night. Nobody's going to see you. And uh, sure enough, as I'm performing that act, yeah, on the window. Oh, wow. Busted. No red mustache. Oh! <laughs> was it that time? No, actually. Was she crimson? <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. Um, I just thought that would be a funny little throw-in. Um, Pieces of egg in here. Which person was almost brought up on charges for aiding and abetting a crackhead? What? <laughs> that was J-Dub. Oh, oh, that was me. Eating and abetting a crackhead. And how I found a uh, crackhead in Fowlerville, Michigan, you know, is beyond me. So the funniest thing is that we decided we're going to do this police blotter game, and it's El Jefe and J. I only, I really have only had two run-ins with the cops, and it was one with the sorority sluts, my 21st birthday, and the other one giving oral to a chick in a car. Johnny Punani could only think of two, and both of them were for DUIs. Dubs could only come up with three, one of them skinny dipping with men, the other one calling the cops on a on a party he was at because the party sucked, and also because uh, he, he could have possibly been aiding and abetting a crackhead. Also, uh, uh, obstruction of justice. Obstruction of justice. <laughs> so we, between us, had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And so we were worried, lo and behold, always coming through, Spoon. Spoon? We only had seven between the three of us. Spoon has a whole rap sheet. <laughs> That's my short list, bro. Uh, 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 eight run-ins with police officers. That's a highlight. I love them. That's a highlight reel. Um, uh, let's see. He was busted while delivering the pizza. Uh, the cop was such a prick <laughs> that he, uh, he had this person's car impounded Spoon. And he made him carry the three pizzas half a mile back to his place of business. Oh, what a prick this guy was. Um, and that cop, actually, I was smoking a cigarette when he pulled me over. He told me to step out of the car and extinguish the cigarette for his own safety. Well, you like, could... I'm a serial, you know, singer or something. <laughs> what the hell? This person on a routine traffic stop was questioned about burglaries in the area. Yeah, man. I don't know what that ever was about, but this cop laid into me for a half an hour about all these burglaries and how he knows my car was seen at the scene, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. Again, I was delivering pizzas at this time, too. I didn't have one with me, but I was in, you know, the process of doing it. And, I don't know what that was. And uh, with already a suspended license, this person drove two hours to his vacation spot only to be caught jaywalking? <laughs> I was so worried about getting pulled over because my license is suspended. I go over to, you know, I get in my hotel room. I need a pack of smokes. I get run across the street on a coastal highway. And this guy pulls me over for jaywalking and wants to see my license. I'm like, oh, man. 
So, you know, I gave it to him, and I explained the situation, and, and he was cool. I haven't met too many, but he was cool to me, and he let me go, but I was sweating it. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067, EJ Hideout at Yahoo.com. There it was, El Jefe's Hideout Police Blotter. Do you have any run-ins with the cops, uh, Big yeah. Ass Packer oh, fan? Oh, hell yeah, he Big does. Ass Packer fan, step up to the mic, man. Okay. Um, have you had any run-ins with the police? And make sure you get right up on the mic. Absolutely. Um, about 13 years old, I see some guy hanging out with some friends, you know, playing football. He comes around with two girls, you know, acting he's like big and bad. They turn him back, he spits on me. So, you know, I'll go around, I smack him in the face, and, you know, my guy, you know, just came over, accidentally kicked him in the head. I don't know why. <laughs> started, started kicking him in the head. I don't understand why. And then, like, you know, boom, he runs off. He's skating on his rollerblades because he's on rollerblades the whole time, so he falls down and just starts crying. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm hanging with my man, and then all of a sudden, cop comes around the corner. So I go around the cut. All of a sudden, I see a, you know, six-foot-tall, 230-pound Puerto Rican cop grabbing me like, hey, stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't move anywhere. And I'm like, you know, I say I dropped the S bomb. You know, he slams my head into the fence. I'm like, hey, you know, and then like his partner comes around. We're gonna go look for these other guys. You know, it's a black guy and a white guy. So you know, you know, you just didn't do it by yourself. You were influenced by somebody. So lock me into a uh, cop car. You know, shackle my ankle to the radio. I'm, you know, basically crying. You know, the guy just beat up. <laughs> and he's just sitting there looking at me, and I'm just sitting there bawling like a little girl. Cop taking me to mom. Hey, mommy, don't hit me. And I'm like, you know, just. There in the house, you're grinding for a week. It's hard to believe that Big Ass Packers fan was a troublemaker when he was 13 years old. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. What, uh, we've talked about SARS in Canada. We've talked about police run-ins. Why not do a little snow? <laughs> oh, my. Informer, El Hefe Sideout, 106.7 WJFK.
1-800-636-1067. Welcome back. Aliki into... Boom Boom now. <laughs> Welcome back into El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK. That was a little snow for you. Informer uh, in the hideout. I am El Jefe, J-Dub, Spoon hanging out. Also, we got Johnny Punani. And uh, sitting in with us uh, just for a little while longer, we got our man, big-ass Packers fan. Welcome, bro. You've, you've called a lot during the show, and uh, we wanted to invite you in and and welcome you into the hideout. Is the hideout everything that you thought and imagined and hoped it would be? It's a little dark in here, but I'm hoping to get sent to the jailhouse by the time I leave. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get no thrown problem. in the hideout uh, holding cell. Now, you said something during the commercial. You were saying something about how we don't exactly look the way you thought we would look. What, what, were, you th what were you thinking whenever uh, you listened to the show and you hear El Jefe? Well, when I saw, uh, listen to El Jefe, uh, you know, I thought he was Antonio Banderas, just the sexiest guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, you're not too far off then, right? Oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty casual guy, you know. <laughs> you know, just, just sitting here, big ass Packers fan, you know, my Chicago Bears, you know, get up. Yeah, so, uh, but I, 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 I look, now Dubs likes to say that I look like, um, Papa Smurf, the Al Qaeda version. Did you see that going on at all, big ass Packers fan? Absolutely agree with them. You know that beard just is not working for you, Huffy. Well, I think the chicks like it. Now, was that your chick that I saw out in the uh, waiting room? Yeah, that is my beautiful lady. I love her so much. <laughs> How old are you, big ass Packer? You look like a big kid. I'm going. I'm going on 19. You know, I'm a young guy, but you know, I love you guys. And I thought he was 30 on the phone. You know, at least. I think it's. I guess it's the smoking. He's got like that older, gruff kind of sound. I think it's the new. Is it New Jersey? 
Nah, well, I spent a little time up in Jersey with my cousin, but, you know, I'm originally from Joliet, Illinois. That's why I love the Packers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And that's why you're wearing the Bears uniform. Oh, uh, well, I'm wearing the Bears uniform because, like, you know, uh, big uh, Spoon. What? Yeah. Spoon. Yeah. Spoon, the black guy. You know, he's a big... <laughs> he's the blackest guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> that, that's, that's, the, that's the other thing. Big-ass Packer fan thought that uh, Spoon was a black man. <laughs> oh, you know, you guys come up here, Spoon. Oh, man. He's about the whitest black guy you ever meet. <laughs> Doesn't he look a little bit like Donnie Wahlberg on crack? I mean, what is the on crack part? I don't get that. Because you're, you're a skinny, wiry guy. Well, well, really really not on uh -huh. crack. I say he's more of a Heron fan, you know, like he's been hanging on the corner in Baltimore. Oh! <laughs> what about oh. J-Dubs? J-Dubs, he, he got his name because he, I think he looks like the white version of Jay-Z. Because you got the big puffy cheeks and the nose and the lips. Shaggy. Well, uh, J-Dubs, you know, he, he's from Michigan. I'm a Packers fan. I'm not going to hate. But he looks like the, you know, the, the mascot to be running on the side of the sideline with the big ass ears. <laughs> you know, like, go Lions, even though we really suck. <laughs> the, the Lions mascot's name is Rory. All right. <laughs> Rory. Gay, Rory. Gay, gay. We don't have a mascot. We're owned by the people, dog. All right. So there it is. El Jefe's hideout. All of us hanging out with you. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. And um, we're auditioning people for Spoon's job. Yeah. Now, the reason we're doing this is because... I'm available. <laughs> yeah. I'm vindictive. I, I, let me let you I'm know. I'm pretty sure that uh, big-ass Packers fan probably doesn't have much going on on Saturday night. Now, um, <laughs> Spoon here... He's going on vacation. Yeah. Now, what upsets me most about you going on vacation is the fact that you can afford to go on vacation. Why? Exactly. How does the board op for the Howard Stern show on WJFG, JFG, little Freudian bro, JFK, get enough time off to go to Hawaii of all places? Oh man, bro, I have a very generous girlfriend. So your girlfriend's paying for that? Uh, she, she, you know, part of it. The tax income, you know, the tax uh, checks are coming back in the mail. You know, my rent's easy on me. And uh, I've never been anywhere, so I wanted to go to Hawaii, man. I want to keep it American because right now I'm afraid of going anywhere, you know, to some other islands after the whole Australian massacre. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to keep, uh, you know, I wanted to go somewhere other than the continental U.S., so I picked Hawaii. Now, that's something, too, though. I mean, you bring this up in almost in jest, but 9-11, I mean, obviously it did a lot of damage. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I think more than anything else, it kind of ruined vacationing. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not the same anymore. I, like, I, I've had some kick-ass vacations before. I haven't had a vacation in a very long time. But one of the vacations that I did have is that I went over to Europe. And I had a great time in Europe, man. I had some hot chicks. Uh, that were over in Europe. I actually fell in love in Europe. Uh, it was one of the most heartbreaking things ever. It was one of those things where you go on a high was school... Was it a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was fish uh, and chips. It was one of those trips, man, where you go and, you know, you're with your whole... You're like your class and stuff, and then, like, there are chicks and the people from other classes as well. Yeah. And I fell in love with this chick that I met. She lived in another part of the country, and um, but we went, and I had a... You know, we went to England... Then we went to France, and we had a train Ooh. ride down to Italy. And, I mean, say, say what you will, but uh, it was good times, man. I've had some great vacations, but my thing now is I never want to leave the United States again. Yeah, man. I, and there's some legitimate fear as to, as, to, as to going out 
side of the continental U.S. Uh, I can't agree with you, man, because uh, you know, three days ago I had some girls coming from the Czech Republic applying for a job. You know, it makes me want to go to Russia. <laughs> I can't agree with you. You know, and you said you missed last week's show, but we had something, a uh, guy on from Russian-Brides-Club.com, a dude that was basically pimping Russian chicks over the Internet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny you say that because you almost, you know, you want to, you know, sample something of what's out there. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you want to see there's so much to this world, but, I, you know, I think vacationing has really been ruined now. I think I would go, you know, to Toronto so they got SARS. You know what I mean? I'm, I've been to Mexico so many times. Right. Uh, in, cool. fa in fact, I got, I got a, a pretty funny uh, a story. I used to, um, we used to have to spend all the vacations as a kid, uh, whenever I was a kid, going, <laughs> going to Mexico. And the reason we would always go to Mexico, my mom always suckered me into this because she was like, well, your great-grandmother, she's about to die. <laughs> and so we, know we need to go visit great-grandma down in Mexico, Miguel Aliman in Mexico. <laughs> and um, the whore wouldn't die. Oh, jeez. Your grandmother. Great-grandmother. I didn't really know her. But <laughs> the water didn't kill her? What? The water didn't kill her? No, the water didn't kill her. But here was the crappy thing about going on vacation to Mexico. Is that... Uh, All the Mexican people? No. Come on, guys. The look tequila? At, look at him. Spoon wanting to slap hands with... <laughs> Spoon hangs out his hand. They're looking for high fives for their face. Oh, face. No, it wasn't so much that. It was... It wasn't the people. Mexican people are great, obviously. You're listening to the show right now. But the thing about this is that whenever I would go, there was nothing to do. Like, all my cousins in Mexico hated me. We're all cutting grass. <laughs> oh, no. There's no grass cut over there. That job was taken. Come on, guys. I'm trying to tell a story. Jesus, man. Any hotel rooms to clean? No. Come on, dude. Do I have to put all of you in the jail cell? Is there any car washes over there? All right, so anyway, enough. But the thing that sucked was that my... My cousins hated me because I had toys. You know what I mean? And they didn't have any toys to play with. So they always hated me constantly. But the worst part about going to visit my grandmother was the fact that, I mean, seri seriously, dirt floors. I mean, there were, they lay, my grandmother lived in a house, oddly enough, that had a television, you know, and they had, <laughs> are you serious? They had couches. But they had dirt floors. Oh my god! So, and this is how I had the I chickens. Had, no chick, chickens running in the house. <laughs> right. And again, wow. I mean, how'd I know? It, it was like, like three. I remember having to spend one Christmas in Mexico, and it, I was so upset because my mom wouldn't buy me any good gifts because she didn't want to upset my cousins. You know, that didn't get anything for Christmas. You know what I mean? But it's, at the same time, so I was upset about that. But the the only gifts that we got sugar as, packets as little Mexican kids, <laughs> the little bottles of shampoo and uh, those little gums, the little chiclets, yeah. um, firecrackers. So that's all we got to do on Christmas Eve was light firecrackers. And so I, I, it sounds terrible, but I was so happy when my grandmother, my great grandmother, finally died because that meant I didn't have to go back to Mexico anymore <laughs> now going back to uh all the your, mom, your grandma's house having dirt floors <laughs> why do you think that was why 
Why would they put all the money into building the house for not putting a floor to the goddamn thing? Well, it wasn't really a, a very nice house. You know what I mean? Adobe. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it, it was. was. And it was actually... Like on Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> it wasn't dirt. It was soil. She, she was growing cocoa beans. But, <laughs> but we would go across the border, and then we'd have to drive 30 minutes. Like, it wasn't even a border town. We'd have to drive 30 minutes into Mexico and then go visit my great-grandmother on her dirt floor. Are you, sure, are you sure you didn't jump the fence? Or are you just, no, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm full-blood, you know. He doesn't even know Spanish. American. Yeah, I really, I know El Jefe. <laughs> and that's really all I have. Now, Dubs, you have a vacation story. I'm the king of bad vacations. Do you want me to start with the one where I got hemorrhoid or when I got mugged or when I uh, got... Start with the one where you got mugged because I okay. think that's a great one. I went about four days after 9-11 to New York. And I went to gawk. Uh, hey, I went to gawk at the whole scene and everything because it's a once in a lifetime thing. I wanted to go. I wanted to go see if there was any, you know, anything going on out there. And it, it was quiet. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of people out there. There's a lot of cops around, so I felt pretty safe. Mm -hmm. I'm walking around Times Square. This uh, guy comes up to me. He's like, you know, like telling me how uh, how he can sell me all this stuff and everything. And I'm listening to his whole spiel because I, I you wanted some. No, but I, he was like talking. He was talking about. He was talking about like stuff like uh, laptops and TVs and all stuff. And I'm like, dude, I've only got forty bucks, <laughs> and that's got to last me two days. So sorry, man. And he's like, you guys aren't cops, are you? You're you're cops. It, like, it was you and another white yeah. friend from Fowlerville, yeah. Michigan, yeah. walking around Times Square. I mean, you look. You can tell you're sticking out. You're tourists. So anyway, and, and to tell the story, because I think it's act, in this story it's actually relevant, these guys were black. Yes, these guys were black, and the, the guy starts talking with us. He's being really cool, and he's like, oh, where are you guys from? We're like, we tell him Michigan or anything. He's like, well, when you go out, back out to Michigan, tell, you, tell him you uh, met a black guy that's not a thief. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, you know, make sure you spread the word. You know, 9-11 has happened. You know what I mean? Everybody's all inclusive. And just tell people, because, you know, we're going to need to build, you know, tourism back up. Not be afraid. Not every black person in New York is a thief. Well, obviously, they're not. So go ahead, Dubs. So we're walking with them, BSing with them. We're like, all right, man, we got to go. He's like, hey, just so I make sure you guys aren't cops, uh, can you show me a 20 so I can make sure it's not fake? <laughs> we're like, whatever. Here's a 20. Show it to him. And he's like, all right, man. Well, and three of his friends, or four of his friends, gather around us. One of them's got a gun. And he's like... All right, we need to we need to see more money to make sure it's not it's not fake money. So uh, go get some money out of the ATM machine and show us just it's not fake. I'm like it's coming out of an ATM machine. You know it's not gonna be fake. Uh huh. We're like whatever and everything's like all right. You stay here. He told my friend and you come with me. He's like give me your ATM card. I give it to him. He takes about a thousand bucks out. Oh. <laughs> Why am I be from Michigan to get somebody an ATM card? What's wrong with you? Well, he's got my friend outside, surrounded by a couple of guys with guns. I'm not. Well, 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 like you say, you start up a story. Two white guys in New York <laughs> from Michigan. You know. Give me your ATM card. Okay, no problem. Big, Here it is. Big-ass Packers fan sitting in an El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. And so to me, he came back to he came back to Michigan Dubs, didn't he? He was like, dude. Anyway, so you end up giving him the money. What ends up happening? We, we just got there like two hours before this happened, too. So we get the money. We give him the money, and we're like, all right. We get in the car. We're like, all right, let's go, let's go find some place to sleep. And then we're like, you know what? 
let's just go home. <laughs> so we're there for two hours, and we decide, you know what? This trip's done. There's no, there's no salvaging anything. So we spent two hours in New York and drove all the way back home. And you know what? I think you know why I think this is great. I say f you, dude. You so deserved what you got. Why? Because you went to gawk. Oh, who at cares? The, at who the... cares? I don't give a damn. I'll go gawk at anything that, that has smoke coming out of it. But that's that's <laughs> karma, man. That's karma getting back at you because you went to gawk. And what I happened? Did, at it's the not World like Trade I found a hand there and stole a ring off of it. Yeah, but you <laughs> still would be bad karma. You still went to gawk, dude. And I think it's great that you ended up getting robbed and you ended up got it. You ended up getting mugged. You know those shirts that say, I love New York? I want to give one that says, I hate New York. <laughs> what is this hate here? I'm a white trash idiot. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is for J-Dubs, dude. You got everything that you ever deserved there. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. You, what's your favorite thing to do while on vacation? Like, Spoon, what do you have planned in Hawaii? Oh, man, let me tell you, man. I'm going to Kauai. Okay. All right, this island is uh, it's for the adventure. It's not for, like, the beach. They have trails, they have waterfalls, they have hidden new beaches, fellas. And I, let me tell you just fellas. how great... Fellas. <laughs> fellas. Let me tell you how great the Internet is. Now you can go get uh, directions to these, like, private beaches that, you know, most tourists don't really know about. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting all these directions. I'm going to Secret Beach. I'm going to here. But one of the trails, actually, to some of these falls, it's Opeka Falls, I believe, is so dangerous that they recommend no one do it. No one actually follow this trail unless you're an experienced hiker. You know, you get up there and you got 10 inches of a trail and about a 200-foot cliff. <laughs> you're looking and I know you're all praying Kauai. I fall. You're looking for 10 inches in Kauai. <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I hope you're okay. But you know what, dude? Again... Why would you do that to yourself? Dude, I'm going to do some cliff diving. Why would you do that? You're dead. Come on. We're auditioning. If you want to audition for Spoon's job, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. We Play prefer taps. a woman. Play taps. Taps. Okay. okay. Spoon is dead after this trip. This if is... you want to audition for my job, prepare to get your ass kicked. What would you say at Spoon's eulogy? Do you have anything you'd say? Spoon's, we love you. <laughs> I would say, uh, take it, kids. <laughs> yeah. you, went, you, have, you have all I the kids come up. You, you went to Hawaii looking for a good beach. You went on the hikes. And then all of a sudden, you went diving off a cliff. <laughs> and that spiky rock came out of nowhere. Boom! You're gone. You know, we miss you. And you know, one of the things, Spoon, that I got to say, dude. I mean, honestly, I hope you're okay. I hope everything works out for you because you realize what's going to happen. You're going to get in a plane. And by the way... Flying to me is one of the most unnatural acts in the world. If you just look at an airplane, that really does not look like it, it should be happening. It goes against, I think, everything in the laws of physics. So you're getting in a, a plane full of a lot of fuel, flying all the way, pretty much halfway across the world to go hike on trails that are 10 inches wide <laughs> and to jump off of cliffs. Oh, man. Only white people do that, man. <laughs> what is that comedian that says is that, you know, you know, being black or being Latino, that's enough. Just try going for a walk without getting held up or something like that. <laughs> Only white people do stuff like going and, like, diving off of cliffs, going up to the North Pole. You don't see any Latinos or black people going to the North Pole. I know, having, what a clown that dude is. Having to gnaw off their arm because a boulder's falling on it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know why you... I don't know. 
Uh, 1-800-636-1072-0243-2-1067. Line 1, welcome into all Hefe side out. Hey, how are you? What's up, brother? Hey, not much. Uh, I was calling about uh, Spoons. I think he's a great guy. I was thinking about it. You guys are having these auditions. I think he's a great guy. I said, oh, you know, it'd probably be real easy just to come in, take over while he's in Hawaii, having a good time. Mm-hmm. But he's just such a, I don't know, he just seems like a cool-ass dude. You, I, you know, just can't do it. But sitting in, you know, at least... Thanks, son. <laughs> and, there, and there is one of Spoon's babies. <laughs> Junior, it's past your bedtime. Go to bed. Uh, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. The reason I say this, though, is that my favorite thing to do when going on vacation is sitting in the hotel room. Yeah. I, I hate having to go do stuff while on vacation. When we went to Mardi Gras, we were sitting in our hotel room, and it was Ludi Gras, Gras the day before Mardi Gras, and there's a big party going outside. We're sitting inside watching Jenny Jones. <laughs> and I stand up, I'm like, hey, guys, look out the window. Look at the TV. What, what seems funner? Like, what seems funner? The Fowlerville grammar. Go ahead. <laughs> More like, fun. You were like, yeah, uh, Jenny Jones. So we just sat there and watched. It, it was like the teen pregnancy one. You can't, you can't stop watching that. But see, that's my thing. Like when I went to France, you know, I was telling you on this trip that I went to France. I didn't want to go see Jim Morrison's grave. I, the French people were very mean to me as it was when I was over there. And, and the food sucked. All we did the whole time we were in France for three days was eat at the Hard Rock Cafe. So what I ended up doing was sitting there in my hotel room watching the television because the television there is pretty much porn. I mean, it, in fact, they had this great game where it was like, this is your life, but it was the sexual version where, like, this chick was reenacting sexual experiences like on park benches, on uh, in showers, and it was like on regular television, you know, in the hotel room. Uh, line one, welcome into All Half Ace Hideout, 106.7 WJFK FM. Yeah, um, calling up for Spoon's job. All right, so uh, what, do you, what do you think you contribute? You could contribute to the show as opposed to Spoon. Uh, the perspective of a black man. Yeah, you know, I miss the perspective of a black man. <laughs> but Spoon's is already. I thought I, that's right. I thought I was given the perspective of a black man. Yeah, oh, I mean, he's black, head. man. I mean, he can't have the job unless you're really, you know, a really black guy. Unless you're from Africa, he can't have Spoon's job. All right, oh, big okay. ass Packers fan. Hey, let me ask you this: as the perspective of a black man, okay? Do black men go hiking and jumping off of cliffs? <laughs> and voluntarily? St- yeah, yeah, voluntarily. No. <laughs> no, yeah, because you got enough danger going on in your life. But, you don't need no, that. No, I mean, no, they go hiking and stuff, but that's out of necessity and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, thank you for the phone call. You. You're hired. You're hired. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. So my favorite thing, like, you know, whenever we go on, like, class trips and go on stuff, I don't want to go through the itinerary and go see the... You know, go to the Louvre. Or like when I took the trip to Washington, D.C., like most eighth graders, I think, do. In fact, my little brother's coming up into town. It's his... Which one? Middle school trip. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he has, <laughs> he has Loverboy and... Uh, Chub Rock. Chub Rock. No, it's, it's the other. It's from the other. It's from my dad. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's little kid. Good. How many are coming up in the pickup? Uh, what's wrong with you, dude? So anyway, but like, I remember during the Washington D.C. trip, I uh, I, I didn't want to um, 
you know, I didn't want to go on the itinerary and go look at the White House and go do all that stuff. I wanted to sit in my hotel. It's always been my thing. I love hotel rooms. In fact, occasionally, I would just go to a hotel room and uh, get a hotel room because I love just sitting in one, man. And, Dubs, I envy you because the other job that you have is working at a hotel. Has anything interesting happened so far? No, but it, it really pisses me off because all these people are, go in there and they're relaxed and I have to stand up there and work. It's the worst thing. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Can I get another pillow, please? I'm sorry, you're only supposed to have two people in this room, not 18. one Auditioning people for Spoon's job. Uh, more than anything else, man, I really, we are going to miss you. Yeah. Um, we hope that you are safe and we hope that everything is well. I will call from a waterfall, bro. If I can get in, you know. The will you leave your hotel information and stuff at least with us so we can call you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Check in with you and all that I, stuff. I doubt I'll ever be there, but, yeah, I'll leave it. Okay, cool. Right on. Unlike you, I'm going to be out most of the time. I'm actually thinking about camping out, like, you know, just in random places out there. Dude, I want to enjoy. I mean, you call me white. I would never do this. Dude, it was supposed to be one of the most beautiful places on earth, and, you know, I want to soak it in. Uh, Johnny Punani, answer the phones. 1-800-636-1067-202-432. I need to dip. Is, is he upset with us? I don't think so. No? I, did, I mean, Johnny, he's got other stuff going on. That's, yeah. that's understandable. I mean, I, he's coming in here out of the goodness of his own heart. So yeah, that's I know. Cool. Um, now, with, with Spoon going on vacation, though, we are going to have kind of a hole here in the show. And uh, we are we are looking for people to step up and maybe fill that gap, uh, especially when it comes to um, well, to, to scoop, two scoops of spoon, maybe even women. Oh, I'd love to have a woman come in, fill that gap, and we can fill another. <laughs> fill that. Uh, line one, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, one hundred six point seven WJFK. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? All right. Hey, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Got a crappy phone. They cut my phone off, so I gotta okay. use a cell phone. What's up? Uh, nothing. I was just calling Spoons. He's great, but you know he needs a rest just for a little bit. Okay. You know, he's a Thank good guy you, and everything. What? And I also I also have some history with Spoons. Uh see, this is a friend of Spoons. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no, it's not really. It's I, 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 It's actually an interesting story. He really doesn't know me, but it's it's something you know. I think you guys should hear. Okay, go ahead. You should I mean, hear. I'm from know, New Jersey. You can talk about Spoon. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. You, you know how Spoons? Yeah, you know how Spoons. He's pretty pretty good with the ladies. Um, I, I really think that Spoons might be my long-lost father. <laughs> <laughs> so I've you been looking around. I mean, one night, you know, yeah, it's the Don and Mike replay. 12 o'clock comes on. I hear this guy say, hold on a second. It sounds like the guy. He's in, he's in trouble all the time. Everyone's busting his balls. That's exactly like me. I tell how, you. how old are you? I'm 22. What's your mama's name? Well, now, now uh, you, uh, 22, Spoon being 39. so 31. Spoon could have easily had you while he was 17. Yeah, you know, I don't know what was going on there. You know, my mom, you know, you don't like to ask your mom those sort of things. Especially, She's you know, whole, uh... hey, hey, my, you know, who's my dad? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Go watch the game, you know. Something just... Son, I want to reunite you with your dad. Turn on the radio. Exactly. <laughs> He's the butt she of all me, the jokes. You know, she is worried. You know, she never wants to be listening. You know, who knows? She probably heard you guys first. <laughs> Thank you. Line two, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. What's up, brother? Hello? What's up? What's going What's up? on, man? I'm the, I'm the token white guy. Who's that cackling chicken in the background? <laughs> 
That's me. Uncle. That's, that's El Jefe. All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's transition into it. Let's go ahead and do two scoops of Spoon. We're going to miss Spoon while Spoon's gone. Give us a couple news stories. Spooner. A study was done. This is very interesting. In London, handsome men produce the best quality semen, and beautiful women seem to have good voices, according to two different scientific studies at the University of Valencia in Spain. Okay. All right, so the, how did the study break down for the, uh, the handsome men and the sperm? Well, after playing recordings of 30 young women to men who ranked them in order, the researchers asked them to look at their pictures and choose the most striking faces. The men judge women with the nicest voices as the most attractive on average. So, so that's, that's basically the breakdown. Big-ass Packers fan. <clears throat> you know what? Um, let's grab big-ass Packers fan's chick. I wonder if she would be willing to see who has the best sperm out of the four guys in this room. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. You say you're a, anything for the show. Come on. You say you're a fan of the show. Why not sharing a little? One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Dubs, does something like that make sense to you? Not at all. Actually, I didn't even understand like the actual story. Uh, so, hey, this is El Jefe's story. He gave it to me. So, guys. Handsome men handsome produce, men. produce the best quality semen, which like, I agree with, because mine is the top quality. <laughs> best quality, like how best swimmers or you uh, know, just uh, the most accurate and most potent. I, I presume the, the least likely to uh, have defects, or I don't know. I, wow, I, come on in. I guess it is. The, I guess it is supposedly the ones that have the best quality, the the best quality of spooge comes from the better looking guys. Now. Uh, We'll call you Mrs. Big Ass Packers fan. Uh, step up to the microphone right there. Um, Hello, how are you? How are you doing? Good. Um, first of all, you're a very cute chick. Um, Thank you. What are you doing banging that guy? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Right now, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Um, does he take care of you at least? Uh, he wants to. Okay, so he's able to uh, help you complete whatever acts it is that you uh, are looking to satisfy? Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Really? Really? Yeah. He's equipped? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want to know. Good times. <laughs> we didn't need to know if big-ass big Packers fan was equipped. Um, let's see. Let's see. Who do you think would have the biggest member in this room? Let's just look at all of them. Hold on. Let me stand <laughs> Because uh, I'm sitting down. It's like a turtle right now. Uh, let me stand up. What do you think? He said, look at El Jefe. Look at Dubs. Spoon. I hate, you know, that's going to be the best part of you going on vacation. Oh, you got to still play it. <laughs> Somebody else usually that. Who do you think would have the biggest member here? Okay, well, I don't think you. Uh, Get out of here. Um, between these three. And I know him, so... Well, no, the, the host of the show. Out of the host of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the hosts of the show. I mean, we... Uh, between me and J-Dub. <laughs> what, what about Johnny Punani? Oh, hell no. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Come here. Come here, Johnny Punani. All right, I'm, I'm going to say this. I think... No, get that dude. Dude! <laughs> are we going to be proving... He puts a bottle in his pants. Well, would you like for us to prove it? <laughs> do you want us to uh, whip stuff out? Well, do you care, Big Ass Packers fan? Absolutely. Sure. No, no, no. Now you guys can whip it out. No, no, no. You don't mind sharing? Nah, nah, nah. Why not? You're what are not you doing that? Dude! 
Are you afraid? I'm going on vacation, but I can't show my stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I see you... why they're replacing you. Oh. oh. Look at her, sassy. <laughs> oh. What the f*** are you bitches babbling about? <laughs> right. So I'd whipping anything out. Actually, I kind of... Dubs, um, you can't say, like, how, how, uh, how large? Um, last time I measured? Yeah. Uh, a little over seven. A little over seven. Nice. All right. I tell you what, if she preps everyone, I, hey, I'm all, I'm all for it then. Fluffing. <laughs> as long as she's fluffing, you gotta, then I'll do it. You got to be fluff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Flaccid, yeah. Spoon, well, what, um... Yeah, I think I'm yeah, about on par with that. Actually, liar. Not... liar. Okay, we'll prove this one day. No, one day won't. we'll prove this. No, we won't. All right. Only if we all bang your girlfriend. <laughs> Which it's I not going to happen. I heard it's capable. We're able to do oh. <laughs> oh. Giving up the nappy, giving up the nappy. Um, I would have to say uh, on a good day, and I'm talking one of those days where it, it's been a while, and I'm all revved up, and I'm raring to go, uh, about about four or five. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's whenever that's whenever you've got the ruler and you're measuring from like the very very back. You know what I mean? You're like you're almost pressing it into your hips. You know? <laughs> you're like at the taint. Oh I'm at my a good... god! Do you get free refills with that? <laughs> you're gonna need them. I'm, I'm at a good four. So looking at everybody here, who would you think would? That one I will say no to. But All right. um, All right, look at it. Maybe Jay does. J-Dub. Oh, J-Dub. I have high quality. Oh, look uh, at him blushing. I, I, I have a high stock, you know. My stock as well. <laughs> 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Yeah. give us your second scoop. All right, second scoop was... Jeez, been so... Oh, man. Okay. Hours spent playing action video games may not be as mindless as, as many parents think. Whether it's Spider-Man or Grand Theft Auto 3 or others, fast-moving action of the game seems to improve a range of visual skills. See, and this is actually, this was, don't put any enthusiasm in the story, God forbid, <laughs> news director. Bro, it's, I'm sorry, bro. It's late, man. I, I'm sorry. Here's, here's the thing about that story that excites me. <laughs> this is this is getting old school on that ass with these video games yeah, we're playing here. Sorry. But, um... My ex-wife, by the way, if you didn't hear, El Jefe got divorced this week. So, I'm sorry, what was your name, Mrs. Big Ass Packers fan? Amanda. Yeah, you want to drop that loser you're there with. El Jefe's on the market. Hey, I heard you were the sexy black girl. She left you. Yeah, but, you yeah. thanks. Like white guys. You know. thanks, thanks, for, big guy. <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in, Big Ass Packers fan. Um, but my ex-wife used to always get on to me about playing video games. She, even as a grown man, I continue to play video games. Oh, me too. Usually NBA Live 2003-2002. Dubs, what are you always playing? I'm always mad in 2003. And the great thing about this story is that it finally gives some legitimacy to what we as grown men do. Amanda, you're going to learn this about Big Ass Packers fan. Do you always play, constantly play video games? Absolutely, unless she's over. Unless she's over. Well, pretty soon after uh, it gets old banging her, and trust me, it will, uh, having, <laughs> having an ex-wife, I'll tell you that... You are talking about me here. <laughs> at some point, I'm mad at you, don't even, uh, don't even go there. Um, but at some point, you know, you're going to want to constantly play video games, and it's great because this just shows that I don't think I'd have the hand-eye coordination 
that I do now. Uh, I don't think I'd have quite the analytical skills that I do now. I think while video games, they it is a sedentary lifestyle. You've got a little kid that's constantly playing video games, and they're just sitting around the house all day. They do need to get exercise. But video games do stimulate your mind. It looks like you're sitting there staring blankly toward a screen. But in all actuality, you're not. You're, you're there, thinking. You're thinking and you're analyzing and you're breaking things down. Oh, you are. Yeah. Completely. Do you play video games at all? I play video games. Gran Turismo, love that game. Okay, but yeah. maybe not as much as probably does. Probably not, no. Okay, well, I, to me, this was just great news. And did you also see that uh, they've announced the new PlayStation 2 over in China or Japan, wherever they're making it. And the new PlayStation 2, you're going to be able to download DVDs on it, like burn DVDs. Burn MP3s wow. and save all that. It's not PlayStation 3, it's called PlayStation 2. I, I mean, call... I think it's PlayStation 3, right? I don't think so. I think huh? the way they had it in the newspaper, it's the new and improved PlayStation 2. That's what they're calling it. You know, I also read an interesting story. It was a couple, uh, a couple months ago, though, actually, that kids today's fingers are getting longer because of so many, you know, the typewriters, the computers, the video games that are all coming in. Uh, you know. Along with that same mentality, kids apparently... And still, you don't believe in evolution. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Of course not, bro. It's, it's sad. I mean, you know, God's given us the ability to be able to All adapt right. to our environment. All right. It's just sad that there's probably some six-year-old whose finger's longer than my I mean, penis. look at the platypus. <laughs> look at the platypus. You well, tell you... me that thing evolved? No way. What is wrong with you? What do you mean? <laughs> By the way... Gay Jesus coming up. Hey! It's, hey, I think it's time for the end of the show. I think we should at least... <laughs> we're leaving. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys can go ahead and go. And even if you want to leave Spoon, gay, Dubs and I will sit here and chat with Gay Jesus ourselves. Uh, no, i got to keep you fellas in line. You sure do. You're going to be the voice of reason during this next bit. It is El Jefe's hideout. And um, we welcome your participation, uh, big-ass Packers fan, Amanda, uh, both you guys. We, uh, we appreciate you guys coming in. Anything that you learned from today's show that you think that you can take with you and uh, spread among all your, uh, your favorite fans and uh, friends? El Jefe is really an ugly Mexican. Oh. <laughs> there it is. You heard it here first. <laughs> El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. When we come back, we're going to give away the autographed item of the week. And do you want to chat with Gay Jesus? No. Yes, sir. You, you don't? As a listener, no. as a listener, Big Ass Packers fan, would you want to hear us talk with gay Jesus? Well, I always think Jesus is a very sensitive man, so, you know, I really love to hear from him. All right, we're chatting with gay Jesus next. It's been decided. I'll have a side out 106.7 WJFK. Who farted? I plead the fifth on grounds I may incriminate myself. El Jefe's hideout on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. This is El Jefe's hideout. Can I ask you some questions for broadcast on 106.7 WJFK? Yes. How did you first hear about El Jefe's hideout? I've never heard about El Jefe's hideout. Uh, would you lie, steal, or kill for El Jefe? No. Why do you worship El Jefe? I don't worship El Jefe. Who would win in a death match, El Jefe or Jesus? El Jefe, definitely. Can you babysit for Spoon Saturdays at midnight? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. Can Jada date your daughter? No. If one of these men were gay, which one would it be? El Jefe, J-Dub, or Spoon? J-Dub. Repeat after me. Spoon sells seashells by the seashore. Spoon sells 
spelled sea cells by the seashore. When you hear the name El Jefe's hideout, what do you think? It's a little Mexican guy hiding in a cave. <laughs> That's so damn true. El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. And welcome back into El Jefe's hideout. I am El Jefe. That is Spoon. That is J-Dubs. Johnny Punani is also here. We started it last week. It's the autographed item of the week. Let's give it away right now. 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. Caller 16 right now wins the autographed item of the week. It is your opportunity to pick on, on something uh, that is signed and that is going to be all yours. Again, caller 16, 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067. In the meantime, while we're getting a winner... Guys, I got to tell you about this. I saw this, and it was kind of interesting to me. Uh, I, I stumbled across this while on AOL for broadband, doing some Internet uh, research. Receiving a doctorate at UQ is Roland McCleary. Now, Roland has spent the last three years um, researching gay spirituality. Among his findings, uh, Jesus and at least three of his disciples were gay. And Christianity in general is built on gay principles. Um, according to Roland McCleary, Christianity doesn't recognize its homosexual roots, and that could be a problem for it. Um, Roland McCleary's book, Signs for a Messiah, will be published on June 14th. Um, I've got to ask the question, why does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Whether or not Jesus is gay, um, let me a let me ask you something, uh, Spoon. Would it? I mean, you are the only person here that is truly a religious person. It's the most absurd thing I ever heard in my life. What do you mean? What does it matter? What? what, what he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because they were doing a bunch of anal. I mean, what else do you want to know? The, the actual word Sodom, sodomy. It doesn't mean anything to you. I mean, all right. Well, hold on. A second. First, I think we have a winner for LFA's autographed item of the week. Uh, who is on line four for us, Spoon? It's Steve. Steve, come on, Steve. Steve. Yeah, what up, man? Congratulations, man. You're the 16th caller. You are the winner of the autographed item of the week. This week is a vengeful thing that we are giving away. I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show, and I've mentioned it throughout the show. I. Got divorced this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, El Jefe is no longer married, and again, ladies, he is on the market. So this is what I am giving to you. I am giving a a used pair of my ex-wife's panties to you, Steve, autographed by El Jefe, Spoon, J-Dubs, and Johnny Punani. And they are her peri period panties. I am the only person that has sniffed these panties in the last five years, and they now belong to you. Steve, <laughs> hold on, and Johnny Punani is going to get to all your information. What station gives you the best stuff? 1067 WJFK. Outstanding, brother. Hold on. So, uh, giving away my ex wife panties for the autographed item of the week. By I'll the way, I'll take your cell number, bro. 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. Does it matter to you? It obviously matters to Spoon if Jesus is gay. Now, we wanted to talk to gay Jesus. Um, in fact,. Joining us in the studio now. Gay, 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 gay. Coming in. Uh, welcome. Uh, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jesus. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> gay Jesus, welcome to El Jefe's Hideout. So, El Jefe, how is it going? 
<laughs> it's it's great. It's great to have you here in El Jefe's hideout, Gay Jesus. Well, look, there's some questions as to why would Jesus be gay. Now, again, I'm not a real big believer, but there are some things that you have to wonder about, Spoon. And please, I want you to argue this, okay? Okay. I mean, you're, you're sitting here with gay Jesus. At least our version, okay? <laughs> By the way, we're still going to hell. Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back, man? <laughs> now, Jesus, Jesus had no children or a wife. Okay. All right? So he wasn't married and he had no children. Can I address that issue? Mark number one of a gay man. Go ahead. He wasn't sent here to get married. All right? He wasn't sent to preach, man. And women through the, through the church. Yeah. yeah. All right. He hung out with guys. All right. He hung out with an awful lot of guys. And we and never, we never watched watch sports. <laughs> okay. Um, he wore dresses and sandals. <laughs> yeah, they all did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he has fashion sense? <laughs> Them douches over there still wear the same thing. <laughs> uh, that old country doesn't have any fashion sense. Johnny Punani, is any of this making sense to you as to why Jesus would be gay? No. I, Thank you, Johnny. I, Always the reason. Now, he was well, all... 2,000 years ago, man. He, what, we can't get over the fact that people are gay? Yeah, I mean, why not? I, <laughs> he was always banging on wood. <laughs> he was a carpenter. Yeah, that's... But, oh, <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you, that was a good one. <laughs> um, he had a great body. <laughs> and he always wore no shirt. Right? I don't know. Now, one of the things about... The, again, he was very talkative, as you can tell. I mean, he was always talking. He was the little chatterbox. Yeah. Jesus was. He had to get his message out there. Um, He was hairy. He was? <laughs> he had a lot of hair going on in his face, but he had like a hairless body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did? I mean... Kind of like Johnny Punani. Um, now here, the two, I guess, three major self-marks of, of, I guess you would say, gay people, and maybe that would lead up to gay Jesus. Um, he was very self-centered. <laughs> it was always about him and his teaching. You guys are retarded. Just, I am waiting. I am waiting for the phone calls to start, man. This is self-centered. Yeah, that's because he's the creator. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. I'm not saying this is true, mind you. Mind you, it doesn't matter either way to me. I'm just, I'm just laying the argument out here. I wanted to get this guy who wrote this thesis about Jesus and his three disciples, three of them being gay, but we couldn't get him on the phone. So I'm planning maybe what would be his argument. Again, you, you take this for what it's worth. Obviously, we're taking it worth nothing, but I think it's interesting to bring up. Um, you know how many people I can do this with? He hung out with men. He did this. He did that. I mean, come on. It's part of the bit. It's absurdity. Now... Like most gay men, he was obsessed with his father. Okay, how do you know is he obsessed with his father? He was always talking about him. He, he was? <laughs> no, Johnny Punani. Do you have any Bible, actual Bible verses, quotes from Jesus, maybe, that can back up your story? God is no. My, yeah, wait, what, what about the whole God is my father thing? <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of leaning on the fence here. I don't know which way to go. It's, I'm terrified. I'm like thinking lightning, you know? <laughs> you know, we're just going to die. And the other one... Every, every gay guy thinks his mother is a saint. 
And I think that Jesus also had that, too. <laughs> now, gay Jesus, why are you specifically here at WJFK? I'm just going on a person to jamming back. back. <laughs> Honestly, though, I mean, and this is this is the point that I really want to bring up. Okay, this is this is this is almost the main reason why I wanted to do this. Who are the real sinners on this earth, gay Jesus? All you people from heterosexual sex. I'm sorry, I do we have a train wreck noise over there? I'm, I'm wondering after 2,000 years if he's got his excuse down. You know, so I think, I think Jesus was a little more well spoken than this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy sounds an awful lot like George W. Bush's burp. Oh, uh, warm line, warm line. The real, the real point behind this was that the real sinners, I believe, in this world, are the bigots. I think the bigots are, without the doubt, the people that are the biggest sinners in this world. Well, I agree. And I and you're no longer gay Jesus. Oh, but I, okay. But I wanted to say, I mean, that was the point behind yeah. this, is that people are so not willing to accept anybody else, and just just on the pure thought that it could be that gay Jesus could be there, just the fact that somebody's Lord and Savior may have liked Paul. You know what I mean? I think that's something that we, well, we, we may is, want to bring up. The thing is, why would people... People are talking about, you know, accept people for who they are, and all these religions are talking about that, but right when it comes down to it, they don't want to worship a gay guy. Yeah, and it's not even... I mean, obviously, I think this guy is probably... Uh, I think this guy is probably, you know, wrong in his assertion that Jesus is gay, or Jesus was gay. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Are we done with the bit? Yeah, we're done with the bit. I didn't get to say about his hands being glory holes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to go there. Where's the light? I swear, I... <laughs> we're all just going to die. We're gonna all dead. But uh, that's the thing that I wanted to say more than anything else is that I don't understand why people wouldn't be accepting. Let's just happen to say that Jesus Christ was the same person, the same person that was walking this earth, but he happened to be gay. Would that truly matter to you? And the other thing that I always wonder about is whether or not it upsets you that Jesus more than likely was a person of color. Coming from the region that he came from, the Jesus that everybody sees in their blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus that they've got on their, their walls and on their crucifixes and up on their murals and stuff like that. And in your case, the dashboards of their cars. And the dashboards of their cars. <laughs> Really, probably doesn't look that like that. He probably he, Jesus, he was Jewish. He was Jewish. Jewish, but he, more than that, he came from the Middle East. He probably looked a lot more than like Osama bin Laden than he did Brad Pitt. Are you a big Survivor fan? Remember the soccer player that wanted uh, a couple Survivors ago? Zahn. The dude, well, huh? Ethan Zahn. Ethan. Okay. He probably looked a lot like that guy. Okay, I didn't watch the that. curly, bushy, like, uh, sheep, woolish hair. Uh-huh. And he's Jewish. And, and to my point behind the whole gay Jesus bit is that it's supposed to be where we accept everybody. Everybody is supposed to be accepted. And I don't understand why it is that you wouldn't accept somebody if they really were a great person. Why you wouldn't accept them if they did like to smoke a little pole. 
if they were black, if they were Latino. Why would it matter to you so much if this person was such a good person and had such a great message? Why would it matter if they were gay or not? Well, if you want to get serious about this, part of the message is, is that you don't smoke a little pole. You don't do any of that. I mean, you know, I, I don't you know, call me stick in the mud, whatever you want. I mean, and I know there's the, I don't know, I don't remember what it was called, but you got the gays for Christ and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's fine. Does it matter? No. I mean, the message is don't kill, don't screw around on, with your, on your wife, blah, blah, blah. You know, so being gay or not doesn't matter. Shouldn't matter. And I don't think it should at all. Line four, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. How are you guys doing? All right. Would it make a difference to you? Let, not even, let's even take Jesus out of the equation, okay? Because that is a very extreme, ludicrous idea. But, but would, it really, would it really matter to you if a very good person in your life was gay? Uh, no, I, actually, I have uh, I have a lot of uh, gay friends, and you know, it doesn't bother me in the least. But I mean, when, in a circumstance like Jesus, where it it would go completely against everything you stood for, because you look at it at the standpoint, uh, the Christian religion, they say, you know, no sex before marriage, correct? Mm -hmm. I guess. And, you know, same-sex marriages weren't exactly the thing back then, so obviously he wouldn't have had sex outside of marriage. Therefore, he couldn't have been gay. Yeah, no, I guess that's true. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, when this guy wrote his thesis, I'd love to read this book and see what his arguments are. Oh man. But, but you know what this you know what this does though, and you, and I appreciate the call, man. You know what this does is it sets up the fact because I'm sure he pulled all of his arguments from the Bible. I mean, there's no doubt that he probably had Bible verses that he used to come up with the hypothesis that Jesus was gay. It just goes to show that the Bible can be interpreted in many different ways and that most interpretations aren't correct. You know what I mean? No matter what the case is. And that's why I'm saying, think for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think what El Jefe says is the end-all to be-all. Don't think what Spoon says is the end-all to be-all, for goodness sake. You know what I mean? More than anything else... Think for yourselves, analyze things on your or own. Or allow me to think for you. Now, Dubs, if we were to talk to gay Jesus again, and we were to ask him whether or not he, he liked you know black men or white men, what do you think his answer would be? If the bear's hungry, man, he'll eat. <laughs> yeah, 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 the dark of the bear, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the point behind all this. There's no need to hate, even if it is Jesus, even if it is El Jefe, even if it is Cameron. Okay, if somebody's gay, oh. or if they're black, or if they're Mexican, be open-minded and actually like them and consider them for who they are. Open your minds and don't be such a blind follower. Spoon, I'll give it to you. If you've gone through your whole religious beliefs and you feel like you are where you are and you're feeling good with your faith, mm -hmm. God bless you, man. As long as you feel like you've done the research and you're not following anything blindly. It's like right. I said, I don't like fanatics. I don't like people who just hop on the bandwagon like American Idol and just go with the flow and have no idea why they're doing this. They just know that they should go somewhere on Sundays and things will probably be better in the end. Johnny Punani. Yeah, I just the next time we talk to gay Jesus, can we make it gay Shania Twain or something like that, please? <laughs> You know, I'm sitting here looking at the FHM, so, you know. Yeah, he's looking through all his porn. Yeah. Um, any... Gay Jesus is into that, though. Oh, go ahead, Spoon. Should be. Uh, I don't know, man. I got derailed. Go ahead. All right. I don't know what I was going to say. That was our... What were you talking about? Uh, just about accepting people for who they are and then also not, you know, not getting caught up in hopping on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do I mean, obviously, I'm not a role model Christian. I, I broke many... but. That's the thing. I'm a human. I'm a human being. I make mistakes all the time. But I never get too down about it. And nothing, you know, I have all these child support payments. A lot of guys would just throw in the towel, man, pick up a bottle, 
and and you know throw in the towel and and their life would be in shambles. Uh huh. And I'm not going to do that, and it's because I have the faith in God. So there you go. So you're blaming God for you having three babies? No, I'm not blaming babies. God. I'm I'm. <laughs> Don't you think there's some kind of some some kind of wrinkle in the system, a uh, glitch in the matrix? Don't you think what you maybe you? didn't do enough research or... Not at all. You don't feel guilty in the least I mean, that you've had all this premarital sex and all I, these... No, I feel guilty and, and you know, and I can talk to him about it. I don't have to go to a priest because I'm not Catholic. That's not how it works. I go straight to God. I explain to, you know, I <laughs> you have a tell him I'm you have sorry a, for doing these things. You have a pastor in the front office or something? And uh, he know. Well, you know, David in the Bible, right. the Lord says, was a man after his own heart. And David ha sent a guy into battle because he wanted to bang his wife. I mean, so, anybody else find this hilarious? Yeah. I, mean, I, I just think it's beautifully ironic. You know what I mean? Well, I, I just, do you feel like you've learned anything from all of your experiences? Do you, uh, oh, yeah. Of course I've learned. What have plenty. You, what have you learned? <laughs> Go ahead. Wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it just about for El Jefe's hideout. Pied up Gay Jesus again. Uh-huh. Pied up Gay Jesus again. You want to do Gay Jesus one more time? I was told that the uh, the effect isn't working, but we'll try Gay Jesus one more time. Gay Jesus, did you have anything you wanted to add? Right, I think I understand that. We are the uh, meat in a um, Ron and Fez, uh, a Ron and Fez replay sandwich. So, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for hanging out with El Jefe's Hideout. What did we learn today? Um, we like talking about gay things all night. There was there was a lot of homosexual activity on the show today. This was the gay show. Gay, 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 gay. It was the gayest show uh, by far. But with that too, you got to understand that we uh, we're very all inclusive, and we uh, we learned a little bit about of a lot of people that were here and that are on the show. Also, special thanks to Shafee from WRIF Detroit yeah. and Skankshift.com. Serial Killer Saturday Night, I think, was a big hit. Johnny Punani, thank you, sir. Um, we want to congratulate all our winners tonight, picking up the El Jefe autographed item of the week, which is my ex-wife's panties. We also want to thank, um, uh, what was his name? Big-ass Packers fan. Big-ass Packers fan who stopped in and brought in his girlfriend. Also the <clears throat> cat that won the NYPD Blue box set. And more than anything else, you guys are such, <clears throat> you guys are scumbags. Spoon? Honestly, man. Yes, sir. Be good. I will. Have fun on vacation. To all my fans, you know, tune in anyways. <laughs> the show's going to be great. I have faith in my boys, and I'll see you in two weeks. Be good. Johnny Punani, we're going to expect you to step up and fill the void that Spoon has left. I don't, I don't know. Uh, filling voids in, around you two, that's kind of dangerous. You know? I know I can do it. Step up and fill the void like how? Like uh, yeah. bodily duties? Or... Yeah, whatever the case. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with El Jefe's Hideout. Coming up next, uh, Ron and Fez Replay, 106.7 WJFK. We out, bitch. Entertaining more men than DuPont Circle. Okay, just don't get it in my eye. El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK.